podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are, Adventures from the Shed. We are going to be continuing our Aridin Empire campaign with Jason. Jason, go ahead and kick us off. I don't want to. I'd rather not. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, welcome to another fun game of Dungeons and Dragons. I'll be GMing our group through Aridin, and uh, we're going to see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen, as always. The group decided last time they were going to take a unique approach to maybe getting into this estate, and we'll see how that plays out. But we have a new player with us here, someone you recognize probably from other streams here. So, Aster, if you want to go ahead and kick things off and introduce yourself. Hey, guys, I'm going to be joining the show. As some of you may know, my name is Aster. I'm going to be playing a fairy druid today named Amanita. Yes, or Amy for short, correct? Ami. Ami, that's right. Sorry. Ami. Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian, uh, Luwanti Rogue. Uh, Oh, okay. That was concise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name's Eli. I'm going to be playing Ray's Tiefling Bard, who, oh, God, he's a hot mess. That's that's (laughs) it. It's the best kind of mess to be, in my opinion. And I am Joe. I'm playing the Warforged Artificer, Rolex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who has a uh, cat named Dog. Which yes, is... a, a construct cat named Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get started here. Let's get a recap. And Astra, I think, should be the one to give us the recap since, uh, you know... Uh... Astra was not here. All right. <laughs> yeah. So these people all got together and they played a game. <laughs> I'm sure it was funny. But the end. That's well, it. Legit. I haven't had time to watch any thing. Sounds legit. Sounds. Uh, I don't know, Eli. Why don't you get us a, a quick recap here, and we'll get jump into uh, tonight's game. Ah, uh, okay. So our uh, our group had re- remembered after some uh, thorough discussion that we were trying to infiltrate the winter Wintermere Estate mm-hmm. to get into an underground city. I think to confront a sewer person, I don't remember all the details, but <laughs> who does though, really? <laughs> so we hike it over up to High Town, which is the uh, section of the city that the estate is located in. Uh, some train shenanigans happen. I barely evade arrest. Uh, we've gotten into High Town and we're kind of mostly just scoped around the estate trying to find any weak spots in the defenses uh guard patrols uh, rolex kept having uh, war flashbacks in town and then yep. kind of got some un I, I don't want to say unwanted attention from the guards because he was intentionally trying to be <laughs> yeah. you know, no it was it was it was wanted attention he wanted yeah. the attention <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rolex. I'm so much more confused than when this explanation started. <laughs> so are we. I mean, it's I mean, I mean yeah. okay. everything, everything you, that... asked, you asked for a recap, not a thorough recap. Well, I mean, I figured um, that you would. I asked more... <laughs> out a shopkeep on a date. Uh, yeah. he, he didn't put out. Um, I think that's about all the relevant information. 
horrible. Yeah, that seems to be all the pertinent information. So, um, we pick Do we up. We need to ad lib some stuff there. Well, what's going on? <laughs> we we're gonna pick up here after the group had uh, scoped out the Wintermere estate at trying to find a way into the underground where this rumored uh, ancient city was, where this creature that seems to be familiar to Rolex and to Les, who is not with us today, will be Jaeger piloting his character around and hoping that he doesn't die uh, when he's not here. Um, but um, you weren't able to really get into the compound, but you guys learned through, you know, stealthy scoping around of the actual outer walls a little bit of information about the guard. You learned that Lord Wintermere was not on the estate. And then you also discovered, or you came up with the plan of potentially doing a party and disguising yourselves as party planners and going into the estate that way. You guys then decided to head back. And again, it's very expensive up here in Hightown. You guys uh, went to the cheapest place that you could find. And that is where uh, Ray's took out his date, as he calls him. And uh, we pick up the next morning. It is, you guys had a very comfortable rest inside of the um, tavern. And as you make your way down into the actual tavern itself, the warm light of the sun comes through. The city itself smells different than what you're used to. You're used to the streets. You're used to like um, food carts and things like that. Uh, the smell of early morning, um, you know, uh, sausage and bacon and things like that being cooked out in the open. The loud, the sound too. It was unusually eerily quiet for all of you. You're not, you didn't have that ambience of the city. And so when you wake up, you're a little, you're rested, obviously, but you were maybe a little bit uncomfortable as you slept because again, you didn't have that ambient white noise in the background of this crowded metropolis. As again, this area of the city is is for the rich, the elite, and uh, it is not overcrowded. You find yourselves in the in the tavern, uh, breakfast is served. It was a part of the actual room fee, so you guys get a continental breakfast included with that here. Do with that with what you will. And as you're it's sitting there, continental though, so it's pretty good. There you go. As you uh, as you guys sit there at, at a table, um, there is a a group of people who are all throughout there. You see, there are several individuals who look like they are a part of the working class that are there getting a quick meal before they head off to the estates that they work at to go into uh, their, their daily jobs. And there is also, again, somebody else inside of the actual tavern that we'll get to in just a second. But what do the three of you want to do as we begin? Uh, Rolex will just continue uh, people watching if the others are going to, you know, sit and have breakfast. He'll sit at the same table, but um, no need to pretend to eat at this point. Okay. Ophidian, Raze, what about you two? I, I feel like Raze would be going over the uh, nitty-gritty details of the party planner plan with Ophidian. <laughs> Okay, so this time I'm haul your oats, or do you want to be haul Abby oats? What do you want to do? I was haul last time. Perhaps it'd be more fair if you were haul this time. Oh, I can't go for that. No, I, I can't go for that. No can do. Yeah. All right, maybe. <laughs> as you guys have this conversation, Rolex, you notice there is a particular individual, as you're people watching, most people coming in are, you know, Dwarven, Elvish, you see a few, um, the Dalkin, uh, you know, uh, people with the blue complexions uh, coming in and out of here, you know, the, the city is a wash of different, you know, races and backgrounds and things like that, but you do notice that there is a 
very, very peculiar individual who is sitting across the bar in kind of a dark corner, the darkest corner that um, they can find, and they seem to be just kind of keeping their eye on you. Um, Ami, would you mind introducing what your character looks like? And <laughs> um, for those of you, for those of you who are listening, she held up her fingers and oh. out. <laughs> Rip. You're right. I once you're right. caught a fish this big. It's <laughs> very impressive, guys. The guys that can't hear or that can't see. It was a very impressive size. Anyways, um, so she is about um a foot and a half, two feet tall, um, wearing relatively like bright clothes, has like green hair and a shimmery green tint to her skin. So uh, sparkly green thing in the corner. Yep. And uh, in this Ami, dark and foreboding corner. <laughs> eyeing um, you down. Do you have wings? Are they obvious? Uh, yes. And yes. And okay. what, is, what is the what is this person doing in the corner? Ami, what are you doing in the corner? Just um, people watching, honestly. Are you watching anyone specific? <clears throat> no, mainly just kind of like looking around as people are coming in and as the conversations um, are happening. And then Ami, as you are in there, uh, you see a, a waiter, a server come up. And again, this is this is a, a high class place, but you're not familiar with these places because, again, of where you're from. And they walk over to you and the 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 uh, the waiter goes up and goes, good evening, Um uh, would you be needing a another drink, or are you still going to have the complimentary water? You know, I think I'll have another water, and if you've got some honey back there, that'd be great. Of course, of course. Are you sure there's nothing else that I can get you? No. There are other people who might need some tables here, and this is a business. <sighs> Bread. How about some bread? Of course. <laughs> and with that, he, he turns and he walks back to the uh, he walks back to the back area of the kitchens where you can hear bustling going on. There's you know double doors that people are coming in and out of as it's getting a little bit busier in the morning as more people are starting to funnel in. Um, but Ami, these individuals that you see across again, you recognize from the other day as you were in the city. They definitely stood out in the area that you were in. So, what would you like to do? Um, Ami is going to pick up the glass of water. It's a big glass. The, they don't have fairy-sized glass. It's, it's the glass is about as size as of you, just so you're aware. And then she's going to hike up the other empty glass that the waiter didn't take with him, walk over to where they're sitting, and just plop down with them, putting her drinks on the table. Okay, uh, so I'm assuming you, you flutter up a little bit to put it on the table. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, cool. Um, do me a favor, just make me a um, a uh, dexterity check to see if you can navigate through this busy kind of opening. You're a small creature and people are funneling in and out. New system, new system. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing I didn't ask before we started is if you had gotten D&D &D Beyond linked with yep. Roll20. Yep, because we are trained professionals on this here. In oh, so I can just do that off of Beyond? Only oh, you can roll, you can roll beyond. 
Yeah, you can roll in Beyond right now. And if you don't have the they exception as well, tell, tell, tell us what you got. I was yeah. going to say, okay. Jason, yeah, oh, I can see, I can see the log. I can see the log as far as the rolls. Coming yeah. So just there. straight up dexterity, dexterity, dex check. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I could do that too. And I could even share it on the screen. Hey, a 10. Okay, cool. It does come up. Okay, so a nine plus one, so a perfectly average roll. As you're making your way over, again, you do enough to scoot past some of the larger individuals that are walking past you. Again, you're not used to so many bodies and people from where you're from here. And you do spill a little bit on the floor, and you see the waiter looking across going, and just very, very looking very much upset with you. But you make your way over, and you plop down in front of them, and you hear uh, two of them. Uh, talking about hollow notes, and then uh, you see this massive Warforge machine who's just staring at you. What would you guys like to do? Uh, seeing this individual place uh, glasses on the table, I'm going to uh, kind of give them like a, a side look and be like, Oh, I'm sorry, we didn't order anything yet. Hello. She'll um, look back to the, the waiter and kind of wave her arm around as if that's actually going to get anybody's attention in this bustling place. Don't worry, I cleared the table for you. You're welcome. He looks, he doesn't even notice. He's, he's already over there. They're already clearing the stuff away from the table right now. She just gives him the, the awkward finger guns and looks over at uh, Rolex. <laughs> oh. I like the awkward finger guns. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we were never here. Welcome. I gotcha. Never saw you. And who are you? You can call me Ami. Who are you? <laughs> Am I going to be the first one to say this? It's a me. <laughs> it's a me, Mari. Oh. Oh, my. Um, <clears throat> I am Rolex. These are not Rolex. And Ray's is just going to slowly turn and look at Rolex like are you crazy uh Ray's what is that look astonishment I will file that away I will file <laughs> I'm afraid I cannot make that look um, I'm gonna look over at a video to like try to gauge like should we introduce ourselves what's going on <laughs> You look like a tasty morsel. Why are you at our table? Oh, that's the route we're going. Okay. Oh, that's the route we're going. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Ray's is gonna like with, like say that under his breath. <laughs> tasty. Folks, uh, I get that a su surprisingly a lot, actually. Just just hanging out. What are you guys doing? What are you talking about? Lots, I guess. To planning a party. Do you know how to plan parties? It depends on the kind of party, but yeah. The kind what, where you think party planning. What does uh, what does Ami's appearance look like? Does she have any even like uh, equipment on her? Um, um, she how she dressed. Got like I said, pretty. The clothes themselves are pretty plain. They're just. A little bit showier and like color they're just like a, a shimmery sort of uh greenish blue so not particularly like flamboyant but not super super drawl in common 
Um, as far as equipment goes, uh, she has a sling, several pouches, um, a quarter staff, and a wand. Yeah, because she's tiny, it's a quarter of a quarter of a quarter staff. Yeah, tenth of a staff. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sixteenth of a staff. It's a sixteenth of a staff. Is what you had. It's my toothpick. Back off. <laughs> it's really pointy, though. Mm. You poke your eye out. Yeah. Is there a reason you picked our table? Looks like the most fun. <laughs> I'm not sure you're up for our kind of fun. This really isn't sounding all that great. Why don't we? Uh, Why do you level look so things funny? out a bit? Do we actually have fun? All the time, Rolex. All the time. Do you understand what fun is, Rolex? Hmm. I would like to think so. Hut loading. <laughs> <laughs> Buffering. Yes. Yeah. It well, should be that. The eye should be that. <laughs> it's just, oh my god. His pupils just turn into the loading yeah. circle. Okay. Um, that's Everything beautiful. is the same. Fun is what? Excitement? Action, perhaps? I have had actions. <laughs> All right. That's fun, then. Oi. Why? I Why did we take on this charge? It's looking right. at Ophidian. <laughs> charge? Debit. <laughs> <laughs> Rolex is a friend of ours. Um, what did you say your name was? Ami. Ami. Uh, he's a friend of ours. He's has some trouble with uh, social situations. Oh. So we've taken it upon ourselves to teach him the ways of being people. I, I it's not. It's not going well. Are you better socially than them? Wow. That was incredibly rude. I've got a burn kit if you need it. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying it was rude. Oh, well. That was good. That was very good. You can have inspiration for that. That's very good. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> okay, so as you have this awkward encounter with this fairy creature that sits down in front of you here, um, the day starts to, again, the morning is, is going again, and you guys have probably been at the table for about 45 minutes eating your fill, and then uh, you've had Ami join you. Ami, um, uh, the items that you recovered, do you have those in like your pouch, or do you have those somewhere on there? Because again, they're, they're fairly large things that you took uh, mm. on there. Where would you say those are? Uh, the smallest things that I have are in various pouches along her belt, um, and then the bigger things are in the pack that she's lugging around. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Ophidian, uh, Rolex, and Ray's, just make me an investigation check on Ami real quick to see if you notice anything that she is carrying. I I could do that. Oh, uh, 23. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think only Ames is going to show up in the game log for me because everyone else is going to roll 20. Ah. Let me not share it that way then. Let me okay. go ahead and roll an investigation check. Wow. 
I'm wicked smart investigating. Wow. Every, every, everybody was wicked smart investigation. Wow, we had uh, 28, 17, and a 23. So between all of you, um, you definitely notice that this this uh, creature that's sitting before you here um, definitely this doesn't seem maybe uh, like uh, they've talked to other humanoid creatures too much, but uh, very friendly still. Seems to be uh, you know uh, trying her trying their best as far as engaging with you guys. But you guys do notice there are a few items that are of interest to you. You do notice that out of uh, her. Uh, her very small pack that she has. There are a lot of things that are crammed in. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty full, I would say, right, Ami? It's it's there's an extra drawstring that she makeshift on there just to keep it yeah. closed. Like people who yeah. put bungee cords on their trunks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you see that there is um a, a particular crest that looks to be very, very worn, very almost ripped and things like that, just kind of like just poking out just slightly out of the tip of it here. You recognize the Wintermere crest. Uh, from what would typically be worn by a guard on there, but it's not in good shape. It looks like it's been like it's been through some significant damage and stuff. But it, uh, it is just barely poking out of the top of her her sack. So we can't see what it's the crest is on. We just see we just see this glimpse of a crest. You would know with what you guys with your investigation, especially with Rolex. Rolex, you can like like the 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 the. It's almost like the Terminator stuff where it hones in on it, it pulls it up here, and it kind of gives you like the details of where it's from. This does come from. It's a patch that they wear on their on their on their garb, but it's obviously not the full garb because Ami would not be able to pop, push all that into her bag. It's just like the actual patch that's like been ripped and and torn. It looks like from an actual guard uniform. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Um, that is the Terminator thing. Uh, so Rolex, I, I mean, unless anybody else is speaking up quick, Rolex is just going to ask, um, did you steal that crest from a guard and point right to where it is? She'll kind of do that thing where she turns around, but it turns with her. So she kind of like, <laughs> and she'll take her whole bag up and just plop it on the table in front of her and rummage through for a second and go, oh, this Yes. No, I found it. On a dead guard? Were you never there? No, just outside uh, towards the forest. There have been a lot of uh, weird things going on out there with some creatures, and I pick up a lot of stuff on my way so I can research it. What sort oh. of research do you do? And oh, what sort oh. of creatures? I'm glad you asked, and she'll dump everything out. And, and keep your voice down. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I'm only about a foot and a half tall. If I put it any lower, uh, I'm not going to exist anymore. That's okay. We can still hear you. Speak what? <laughs> but she said, oh, yes, I'm glad you asked. And she'll dump her entire, like, just arsenal on the table. And there's multiple, like, bottles and vials of different liquids and textures and colors, teeth, bones, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then there's also, I'm assuming, uh, potentially some, uh, some very interesting spores and funguses in there as well mm -hmm. that are maybe all in like little 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 vials. And again, these are tiny things for you guys here. A regular vial is probably like an eighth of the size of what uh, uh, Ami has uh, for a lot of these things. But there are some, looks to be, uh, you know, large serrated kind of teeth in there, uh, some claw, uh, um, like maybe fingernails or claws and that kind of stuff there, and uh, some vials of what looks to be like congealed purplish liquid. Is anything recognizable to us right off the bat? Like, not without even 
Yeah, it's like so, picking it up and looking at it, I know what that is. You yeah, know? the Wintermere Crest is is one for sure. You definitely, uh, again, <clears> with your investigation, you guys, as as it becomes fully visible and she puts it out there, it looks like it's been been hacked off or like ripped off from an actual like uh, actual piece of armor. And you know that doesn't that's that's something that's very easy to do. You know, there there's leather armor. It's built into it, and again, this thing was just completely ripped off from it. Um, the other things make a uh, make a. Um, a either history check or maybe arcana check something to see if you can identify what they are as they tumble well, out. Well, I'm minus one with both, so let's go with history. If there's something, else, if there's something else you want to roll with it, uh, I spent a fair amount of time on the street in the lower parts of town, um, and feels like he has seen this before. And as gently as possible for like a seven foot tall warforged to a foot and a half fairy, um, he's going to try and lightly put a hand on Ami's shoulder and say, I am sorry, you are homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not homeless. I live in the forest. Homeless right people collect things like this. I am sorry. Thank you for your condolences. <laughs> and she'll kind of just like pat his, I don't know, fingertip. Fingers. <laughs> Yeah, it would be a giant fingertip that's on your shoulder as Roland <laughs> gently puts his hand over, like it's it, it, like the sun goes out, like it's, it gets super dark over you as his hand moves. <laughs> feeling, feeling he has actually accomplished something of human nature, Rolex will be very pleased with himself for some time. Absolutely. All right, so Ophidian, you don't recognize anything readily with what you rolled here, unless there's something else that you would like to try to roll versus history to try to identify these things. Long-term memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I could either roll medicine if it's medical-related. Um, yeah, I don't have much. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, ready? for su survival, I guess, would work for, say, maybe the bone pieces. Sure. You know? sure. I can roll that. Shitty. <laughs> so that's, a, wow. that's a three plus a six right there. Okay, uh, Raze, are you trying to investigate these things here? And uh, yeah, I would like to use a history check. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, twenty-two. Okay, okay. So, uh, Raze, you would be able to identify some of these things. Um, uh, Ophidian, they look. I mean, they look familiar. You, you, you just can't put your finger on what they might be and how they might be connected. But you definitely recognize that this. This creature who has just suddenly shown up here, it might be connected to everything that's going on. That, you know, you guys are trying to get to this underground city. She's from the forest. She's brought up something and a creature. And again, it has Wintermere. Um, uh, 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 this creature has brought up a Wintermere kind of patch that's been hacked off. But you can't really put your finger on things. But uh, Ray's, the... The patch that uh, again is is on there again. You recognize is is again from the Wintermere family. You recognize that this is uh, the very 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 similar in design. Each each set of guards has their own kind of like hierarchy, and the ones that were in the quarantine zone that you guys were fighting that you know were taking things underground and doing things. This is the exact same symbol. This is the exact same unit of guard that was down there. You also recognize. The uh, the teeth in there, the large creature that you that attacked you, had similar teeth, but these are not these. They had bigger ones, but they look like baby sized versions of it almost. So you get the big sense that this is something that is connected to what's going on with the Wintermere family and what's happening underground potentially. 
I will take a picture. I'll line some of these items up and take a picture of it for a mm -hmm. net for later. Oh, I forgot that you can do that. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. You see. What you was your name again? Ami. Flash. And you just see. Ami, did you did you get these items? Oh, did you get all of these items in the Everland Forest? Uh, she just starts like rubbing her eyes. Uh, what? Yes, yes. And did you notice? Did you come upon a man? Uh, he's known as the Axeman, Daniel Grieg. Did you did you come upon? A man that would have, uh, I'd give this description. I assume that guy's well known. Who? I'm just going off the rumor list that Jason gave us so many years, <laughs> feels like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Ami, mean, uh, with names, you had, we had, you had no idea no. who their names are. Mm -mm. I so, barely remember my own name most of the times. So I'm pretty sure I've gotten it mixed well, up. Well, I, I, I try to give the description. I, I don't know. I have no idea what he's supposed to be. Uh, I describe Paul Bunyan, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with an axe and a beard. Big blue ox. Yeah, possibly. Name. What was it named? Babe. Babe. Yep. I want to. Okay. I want to use whisper to tell Ophidian, um, my suspicions about the items. Okay. And like, yeah, just like hey, those teeth, they they match the creature that chased us uh, underneath the quarantine zone. That crest matched the guards, and I'm fairly certain if we had managed to injure that beast, it would have bled purple. Yep, e easy enough. You uh, easily whisper that mm -hmm. over to uh, to uh, Ophidian, and as you're whispering this over, a waiter the waiter comes over and goes, "Are you done? Are you all done with your free breakfast here, or can I get you something else?" I think our new friend Ami wants to buy us a drink. Good. He looks over at you, Ami. Good. That is great. What kind of drink would you like to purchase for your group here? I don't know. What do you all drink? I think Rolex would probably take a can of WD-40. and uh, Damn. The whole can. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire can. Yeah. Make sure you leave that little straw thing in it. Oh, yeah. yes. He, he ain't no turtle. Very important. And what about the two of you? What do you drink? I will take your finest wine. The <laughs> finest wine. Very <laughs> hey, buying. your cheapest wine. I like to compare. Ah, of course, a man of discerning tastes. Then, and a a bottle of oil for the machine. Fine. And then for you, and he looks at you again, Ami, looking down at you. Would you like anything with your companions? Um, more honey. Honey water. <laughs> and he turns and he starts to walk off. Uh, yeah, he's going to go get a very expensive bottle of wine and a very cheap <sighs> bottle of wine. And then a, a can of oil uh, and some honey, obviously, <laughs> as well. Why not? Yeah. All right. I'm uh, disparage their ideas of what I drink. <laughs> Roll, that, that seems like Rolex would do. He would not. He would not yeah. just turn it down. He would just be like, "Yeah." No need to argue. Ami, what can you tell us of the spirit of the Evelyn Forest, the spirit of the woods? What do you want to know? Everything. I heard it's been awakened and is uh, <laughs> wreaking vengeance upon the area. All right. Give me just a second. Hold on. Woods got spirit. Yes, they do. Woods got spirit. How about you? How about you? you? <laughs> yeah. 
answer um, the answer is no. I lost my spirit in the war. Damn. Um. So. Aster doesn't know this information. Okay, so, Can I roll like a nature or something? Yeah, so, so you don't even need to roll this here. You're up here primarily because of what's been going on in the forest anyways. Um, the spirit of the forest is something that um, it's very tough to put into words for people who do not live there. It's not an actual spirit. It is actually the nature that connects it. That's how, you know, uh, fey creatures like yourself kind of, kind of imbue it. But it is suffering right now and there's something dark that is affecting this forest in general and it is concerning to you which is why you are investigating things so in the ling in the language that say people who are from outside the forest would tell to you about the spirit of the forest here it doesn't mean the same to you it definitely means a little bit something different here but it is in danger and there is something dark happening in there which is why you're here would probably be the best way you could describe it maybe to these people if you want to divulge that to them you can also again put your own spin on it and tell them whatever you would like okay well she i mean so it's not exactly how do i put this okay so we refer to them as and she'll say a word in sylvan and she goes it's one of those difficult things where it doesn't translate very well but it, it's it's not a spirit so much as well anyways it's just been peculiar very much as of of late and it's just it doesn't feel the same she doesn't move the same you know does that make I look, sense i look over at ray's do you recognize that word she said it almost sounds like and uh ray's is going to use an uh elvish word uh that describes the collective spirit the, the collective origin of elves and it, it it has a similar root but i don't believe it means the same uh i actually so, speak elvish i had no idea <laughs> uh, sylvan and elvish uh, for yeah. obvious reasons have uh, very similar origins but it's mm -hmm. the nuances that really matter here she'll kind of nod her head i'm not entirely fluent with uh elvish per se but it's it's close enough um that's about as close that i could describe it in something other than my language that's fair uh, there's a there's also a similar word in infernal uh, talking about how all of the uh i, I know it's going to sound rather uh uncomfortable but how all of the layers of hell connect to each other and while they are each unique in their own way uh, they're all still hell <laughs> it's kind of like in abyssal it just you know for the abyss it's kind of similar yeah <laughs> it's strange I, how many languages have a word for that i am not uncomfortable <laughs> but are all you right. comfortable the waiter comes back over and he has a serving cart with a bottle that is inside of a incredibly decorative um, uh, uh, ice bucket and several glasses, giant goblets of actual wine. And he takes his time, uh, again, taking out a small, what looks to be um, uh, a long kind of a, a knife and he kind of knocks the cork out of the actual thing in one kind of decorative fashion and then slowly pours in this incredibly expensive wine. The other wine he takes and he just kind of uncorks real quick and just kind of pours it into a glass and hands it over to you. And then he has 
what appears to be in a uh, in a in a stein, a large stein. He has some oil and he has a straw that looks like it's melting in the hot oil uh, slightly. And he just puts that in front of Rolex and then brings over a small like shot glass size cup with honey inside of it here. And he puts it in front of you, uh, Ami. Um, he looks at all of you and goes, uh, enjoy. And uh, he pulls out a small uh, ch uh, like checkbook and he like writes out the invoice and he puts it on the table. Take your time, please. Enjoy the wine. Let it breathe for a little while. And if you need anything else, please let me know. And he slides the, the check over to you, Ami, and he turns and he starts to walk away. She'll kind of shout for him and grab his attention before he gets too far away. Uh, yes, yes. And she'll kind of gesture, you know, like come down to her level. He leans down. Yes. And she'll lug the backpack again one more time and she'll just kind of tip it into his hands where a couple of plates will fall out that she'll pick up. Um, but enough coin to cover and cover and give him a pretty decent tip. She'll just kind of pour into his hand from the bag. I'm sorry, it's really difficult to carry this around. Yeah. All right. So he, he looks at it and he, you guys see as she does this, there is very old looking money that pours out of this bag. Several pieces that are worth more than typical money that you guys are used to. And they have old insignias of old families on them. And the, the, uh, the, the waiter looks and goes, he looks at you very curiously, Ami, and goes, thank you. Miss. The rest is uh, for you. Really? He kind of counts. He goes, if there's anything else I can do for you, and he puts it into his, his pocket, and he goes, please let me know, and he walks away. Wow, it must be so nice to have pockets like that you can carry around things in. Oh, yeah, so pockets are amazing. <laughs> I did so, not want to complain, but I prefer my oil at room temperature. I agree with you, yes. Oil at room temperature. I will let it cool. Do you say that out loud? Well, not when the waiter's there. Okay, okay. I, was just I say it out loud to the table. Okay. Because I didn't order it. Somebody picked it for me. And I'm like, all right, I'll take it. And when it okay. goes, I'm like, oh, well, I'd rather it be room temperature. Okay. So it, it feels weird when it's warm. So you guys have this unique individual standing before you, has old money with, with them, has items that are connected to things that you guys have been investigating and pulling on and is seemingly very friendly but maybe a little socially weird or awkward with you guys in terms of how they interact what do you guys want to do so now you have one big one and one small one <laughs> socially Variety. Odd. master blaster yeah uh ami uh since the fates have brought us together for i think a purpose maybe not completely known to all of us at the moment. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you've come about all these items and how long you've been in this area. Like, if she wants to give us like a quick, like, yeah, you know, we don't have to do it here, but you know what I mean? They give us like the quick five minute history or whatever. Oh, well, there's not much to tell. Uh, I've been in Everland Forest for... The majority of my life, I travel a lot, but that's where I always come back to. But as I've said, it just, it doesn't feel right. And lots of peculiar things and creatures have been coming about. And it's just, it's just all wrong, you know? So, and especially with that and all the overcrowding, it's just drawn me closer and closer to the city. And I just, 
And she kind of stops for a minute and looks down. It's probably the first time you've seen her look anything other than like painfully enthusiastic. It's just, I want to know what's going on. I want to fix it. We can help find you a home. I well, Thank you. You look sad. <laughs> and she'll immediately like smile and laugh again. You know, I like you, Rolex. And she'll hold up her, her tiny little shot glass of honey. Cheers. I do too. He's getting better at processing emotion. <laughs> better than better than both of us, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> the most human one with Rolex all along. <laughs> oh man, more human than human, as they say. The real friend was the treasure in the party. <laughs> Tim oh. has a heart. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> well, what about you all so what are you what are you doing what where does your interest in this lie and Rolex because he's been very happy with the uh, interaction so far is just going to say um, we are uh, eager to get into the Wintermere estate and we're planning parties and trying to get to an entrance to the underground to see the Zed Letter Drow clan want to go yes and Ray's is gonna shoot that same look back at Rolex. Yes, that's I remember astonishment. I was perplexed or incredulous or astonished. astonished. What's wrong with your face? Rather rude question to ask a tiefling, don't you think? Are you unwell? Are you upset? Are you horny? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> He's always that way. Oh, I understand. Um. Yeah, I would love to come. Um, and as far, you want to get in into Wintermere? Yes. There is an entrance in there past the wall. That we're, didn't looking, be there. we're looking to get onto the estate in a way that doesn't flag us as criminals. Is that why you're trying to plan a party? Yes. Oh, I don't think they'll go for that. But I could probably help you. I work for them. They have a party coming up. That's a different kind of party, though. I don't think it's your guys' kind of party, you know? <laughs> don't speak too soon. We're in all <laughs> kinds of parties. Now, what do you mean you work for them? <laughs> yeah, wait, hey, wait. That's, what? That, that's, oh, uh... I'm sorry. Is there a different way to say that? Um, I, I do favors for them with their plants and their pets and their land. They, they give me money. Right. But so you can get onto the estate, no questions asked. Yes. Hmm. Wow. I mean, now I, you know the universe that you, has you, given us a boon. Yeah. I, I mean, you know that you can get into the estate, no questions asked, but the other people, because mm -hmm. what you do is magical in nature and a little bit secretive for them. So you don't know if you can get all of them in, or you'd have to come up with some sort of way to do that if you wanted to, mm -hmm. just, just for. So nobody else in the city knows they use Miracle Grow, and they're keeping it a secret. Pretty much. That's not my name. <laughs> That's your last name. <laughs> Actually, your last name is Mario. Excellent. <laughs> but, I mean, you have heard about potentially a party being thrown in the next couple of days uh, to celebrate potentially the return of Lord Wintermere um, that you could assist with if you would, if you would like to do so. I mean, I can get an easy no problem. Oh, 
you guys need to also be there. Is that the is that the problem? Yes. Oh. That's, that's why we were going to approach them as party planners. Because we noticed the other day that while the party is in a matter of days, there have been no preparations made to the ground. Well, there have been several arguments. You know, she wants to do this, but he wants to do this. and But no, he wouldn't like that. And so it's just... I, I I hear whisperings. It's it's just not they don't they don't get along super well. I'll look over at Ophidian. Well that looks like a problem we could help with. We could definitely drive that wedge. Mm. Unless you wanna is it if that's what you're thinking, unless you wanna remove wedge and mend, but I'm all for driving wedges. Ami um, just looks at Rolex very confused. Um they say words I do not understand. Astonishment, excitement, action. Fun. Wedges. Yes. And you drive wedges. We were never wedged. We I were could, never there. I know to drive a wagon. It's kind of the same. Where'd you That's learn very to drive good. a wagon? Back in the day, <laughs> read, it was a Wednesday. I read the manual. <laughs> I read the manual. Wait, there's a manual? manual for driving wedges. <laughs> I'll, I'll give me that napkin. I'll write one right now. <laughs> Okay. It's just a diagram on how simple machines work. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so well, what I do you guys want to do? I can yeah. certainly let them know. I mean, I'm about to, and she'll look at the other working class uh, people that are in the establishment as they're kind of like going through and starting to get ready to go. Well, I'll be going pretty soon. Um, I can definitely mention to them that I bumped into some party planners. Yes, Hall and Oates. What about him? I can make plants look nice. Me too. He's our weed eater. You're not I supposed not to eat, eat those. Weeds? He's our, uh, he's our laborer. Yes. I can associate with that. Mm -hmm. He's the not executive assistant's assistant. Assistant to the executive assistant. Yes. <laughs> That's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you're going to go and tell the the keeper of the estate, who, again, you, you do know, uh, Ami, um, uh, that, you have, that you're going to vouch for these people and say that they are hauling notes and you're going to try to get them introduced as party planners, potentially. Yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently, okay. they're also the musical guests as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, are you guys going to go and do that right now, or is there anything else you guys want to do? <laughs> um, did uh, Raze's stick get finished? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I got it last night. You got that, yeah. On your date? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still sad that that didn't really give up much information, but oh well. Uh, Raze is going to take uh, some take about an hour to himself to get ready, get like uh, basic papers uh, sorted out. Just who am I? What am I doing here? Uh, get his disguise kit in order. Okay. And uh, put on his a, fine uh, clothes. Yeah, make me a, uh, if you're going to do a forgery check here let's, uh, to make some fake documents for you, just go ahead and roll me a forgery check then real quick. And that is dexterity. 
Dexterity plus proficiency if you are proficient with forgery. I am not proficient with forgery, but I do have jack of all trades. So yeah, so you get plus one then, or plus half your proficiency bonus. Round it down. So right now yep. plus two. Yay! Plus two. So I have a total of plus five. Yay, I'm just gonna roll initiative because that's a plus yep. five modifier. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> nice. Uh, Eleven. Okay. Not your best work. No. But... Not your best work, but it's passable. You feel. I've also got somebody vouching for me. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, Ophidian, Rolex, anything that you guys want to do in the time that you have bef- while uh, Raze is getting everything prepared? I think the only thing Rolex would need to do is maybe spend um, some time with Ami figuring out how he can help with plant stuff. Now, he's very good with nature, and we got the whole magical tinkering with um, an artificer so I can make plants sparkle or put words on them or something that makes them look pretty. Okay, yeah, absolutely. How the assistant is going to help the gardener, I think. But we'll probably spend some time with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Ophidian, what about you? So for that camera, I can't, I basically have to use up all the photos and then get the camera to and out. Is that how that works? Yeah, it's basically how it works. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I would just like to send her a message then, kind of like an update. Uh, some of the, I'll describe some of the pieces I've seen, you know, that eventually will be on a photo. And then uh, I'm not going to really tell her what we're trying to do right now, but we are, you know, trying to investigate the winter mirrors a little bit more. And okay. then I will also work on the disguise for the... Uh, Sure. Yeah, disguises. You, you, you and Ray's don't need to roll into for disguises and stuff like that. You guys are able to con- change yourself to however you would like to look here with what you guys have available, since you guys have done that quite a bit here. Uh, and then again, Ophidian, you look over some of the documents that you see Ray's putting together. You, 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 it's passable. Again, uh, you've seen a lot of forged documentation and stuff like that. Um, not as best, not the best work you've seen, but it seems like it could do the job. Is there any way I could help him out, or should we just leave it as is? It's up to yeah. you guys. Yeah, I, I would like to offer that to him. Like, does this look all right to you? Uh, this stuff is usually done for me. <laughs> would that be a deception check on my part, or uh, as far as helping work? him, or yeah. uh, or um, I mean, yeah, you can make a. Well, you'd have to roll another forge forgery check. So basically, your your dex uh, plus proficiency if you are um, proficient in forgery kits. I do not have a forgery kit, but I do have the skill to make forgeries. But like I said before, usually like a flawless forgeries for me, it takes a week. So yeah, it takes a week. So if you want to rush it here, you could definitely help him, and uh, you can let Ray's roll again with advantage, so he can roll another check if he wants. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, go ahead, Ray's roll me one more. Yay, another initiative. Uh, twenty-three. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you see Ophidian uh, go and kind of just look at your stuff and just go, no, 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 and uh, is able to help you make you make a, con- a convincing, um, uh, you know, a documentation, official documentation showing that you are a party planning, uh, um, uh, uh, business. You've you even have you you flawlessly made references of um different families that you know of their names, like the Van Heidens, the uh, Dresden family, things like that. People, people who live they're in not, town. People that they're, they're not going to contact because of, like, issues. Exactly, and, but they do know of them. It's just like, again, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're of that status, you know who they are. You might not be friends with them, but you do know who they are and things like that. So, yeah. It's, I recognize say, real. Yeah. It's, I would say it's probably getting close to noon at this time. You guys have spent some uh, significant amount of time in the tavern. Um 
getting everything ready here. And Ami, if you're ready to take them over to the estate, you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I would also be using Disguise Self to make myself look like a, a human, a fairly attractive human male. I don't want to look like fairly a teen in front of them. Fair, fairly attractive. Not very attractive, just fairly attractive. Fairly attractive with like, I don't know, uh, I'm going to say like a big old lump on my shoulder. Just I mean, he's out. So something I weird about him. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we have Hall, we have Oats, and then we have Rolex, and then we have Ami, who are making their way to the Wintermere State. Right, uh, before, right before we leave, I want to catch the attention of the same waiter. Yep. And give him a wink and a nod and tell him we were never here, and then walk out. Excellent. He's going to roll an insight check to see if he understands that real quick as far as what you're throwing I don't down. understand it. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to see here. So let's just see. Um, uh, rolling that. Uh, where is my D20 roll? There we go. Yeah, he kind of looks at you and goes, of course. You're never here, sir. Hopefully that tip was good enough for that, right? Yeah, yeah, he, it, it was. It, it was for, for Ami, who doesn't understand currency. It was uh, a very good tip. Uh, I'll, goes, I'll, 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 did I hear him say that to the guy? What? Rolex, I, I hear him. I mean, it, probably, because it's not like I'm letting everyone leave before me, and I'm not trying to be discreet about it. I'm right. just catching the guy before we leave and letting him know, because yeah. that is going to be my standard leaving the area yeah. uh, statement yeah rolex a uh, pro tip uh make sure you 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 pay the guy some money when you say that you kind of got to give him a little bit of incentive to believe that we were never here does that make sense to you but i already paid him well we can't assume you know does that make sense rolex so if you uh, say that, make sure you've given that guy incentive which is usually monetary you know monetary. rolex nods Walks back to the waiter and hands him ten gold. All right. And he goes, <laughs> and as you hand him the gold, he goes, "Well, I never saw you before, sir." And he gives you a little wink. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> so now, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're, we're going to give him proficiency with. This yeah, subject. he's going to be the first uh, roguish, <laughs> roguish Rolex. There we go. I, 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 Rolex will just say, okay, and leave with the group. All right. Rolex, you then, overhear, as you leave, you overhear him go. You hear, overhear I him go. follow up with Ophidian and say, he said he didn't see me, but I was right in front of him. Yeah, that means he understands. That's good. Good job. Okay. Jason, yeah. you were saying so. You, you overhear him as he's going, goes, this is the strangest morning, but very, I mean, very good. And he's, 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 he sounds he sounds very happy as he says this. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, Ami, you take them through through a high town streets, and you make your way over towards the front gates of the Wintermere Estate. And as you make your way over, there are two guards that are uh, walking the wall. And again, you've seen them before. You've you've been to the grounds before, and you you've done that kind of stuff. Um, and as you make your way over to the gate, you just kind of fly through the bars because you're that small. You can just kind of get through there. And as you make your way onto the grounds, the guards look back and they go, uh, 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 "Send for Helena. She is uh, here." Um, and you hear uh, some of the guards yell back, oh, "No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a Pitor today." All right, sorry, get Pitor and um, Ami. 
as you leave your friends behind the behind the gate as they're waiting there uh, to be let in, the guards are looking down and going, "And who are these?" And they look down at you all. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Do they have any recognition of Rolex from all of um, the, the two up there? Are, don't look like the ones that you saw yesterday. These are okay. two new ones. Okay, then I won't use that to my advantage. Um, I won't say anything at this yeah. point. But Rolex, <laughs> as you as with your passive perception, you can see that there are the looks like there's some guards coming around the corner because again the wall goes around the entire state and they have patrols that that walk back and forth. You think that you see one that's coming from down the side there, but it's going to take maybe a minute to get over to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ami, uh, the guards shout out, and there is a well-dressed individual coming towards you. He has got long, like, slick back white hair, a very, very, uh, like, a, a, a perfectly pressed tie that heads straight down, and has his suit immaculately, like, cleaned. It's got the tails on it and everything. This would be Pitor. He is uh, one of the keepers of the estate, and he approaches you as the guards, he has two guards flanking him, and he goes, Miss Ami, it is... Pleasure to see you again. Uh, you're a little bit late this morning. I'm sorry about that. You look pretty today. Thank you. Now, we do need uh, the East Garden to be tended to today. We also have a problem with it seems to be a few creatures that have been coming in and nibbling on some of the fruits and vegetables in Miss Wintermere's garden. Is that something that you feel you can handle? Absolutely. Those little rascals. Oh. Absolutely. We'll get it all figured he looks, out. He looks past you. He sees through the gates. He sees these individuals. And he goes, and who are these individuals here? Do they come with you? Yes. Actually, this is why I'm late. Um, this is the famous um, Paul and Oates. They want to help us with the, the party coming up. I know we've had a lot of troubles, and I overheard them over breakfast. Um, and they would like to come help plan the party coming up and perform. They're performers, and they're all right. He looks over at them, and he snaps his fingers, and the two guards at the gate look down, and they go, all right, uh, we'll be making sure that you have no weapons as you enter in here, just so you are aware. Prepare to surrender any items that you might have that could be considered dangerous before you enter the grounds. And then the guards with Pitor walk towards the gate, and they are about to open it up. As this happens, Rolex, you see one of the guards who is up top. He's looking down, and he goes, he points. You can't hear him because he's a little bit, uh, 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 he's up high on the wall, but he points. You see him mouthing going like right at you as the gate opens up. What do you want to do, the three of you? Uh, Rolex is just going to look as non-assuming as possible. He's an assistant today. so How many guards are on the ground? There are two up top. There are two more coming from the uh, left-hand side, and then there are two that are with Pitor who are walking towards there, and they've opened up the gate, and as they've opened up the gate, there's a third one that comes around. It looks like there's like a little guardhouse that was right behind the wall that you guys could not see, and he walks around, and he's got like a clipboard, and he goes, all right, uh, weapons, knives, any type of objects here are not permitted on the grounds. Please hand them over, yeah. or, or we will, uh, uh, and we will search you to make sure that you are clean to come in. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm going to, uh, with a fancy twirl, like show off my uh, <clears throat> walking stick. A walking stick? Yes, no. They look it over and they get, would you mind if we take a look at that, sir? Absolutely. Uh, there is one thing you should know about it. And uh, when it's in their hands, I'm going to uh, 
make like a flourish as I open it to kind of disguise the fact that it's just like a twist off <laughs> uh, to reveal the equal. Okay. The city streets get a bit rough sometimes. I'm sure you understand. Yeah, they look they look at it as it opens up and goes. Seems to be good quality. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Rolex will hand over his longsword. Okay. Yep. And takes both those there. Your name, sir, machine. And then as he does this here, you see one of the guards like coming down a ladder and he drops down and he starts to head over towards Pitor and he's still looking at you, Rolex. I am the assistant gardener to Ami. Mm-hmm. He took quite a liking to her over uh, at breakfast this morning. Uh, we just call him Machine. Machine. All right. His name got- is Rolex. He's going to help me. You know those big gates and things that I've been having problems with? Obviously, I can't, you know, and she'll kind of lift up her arms and show her muscles. He's going to be helping me today. And my pet can help with the vermin. He looks down and he goes, all right, Rolex machine. These are Rolex machines, and he hands over your weaponry to them. Ophidian, the guard then turns his attention to you. What do you want to do? I would like to uh, see if I could uh, slide a hand my way to, like, maintain a couple weapons on me. Okay. Uh, make a slide of hand check here. Let's see what you can keep. <laughs> see what I can pull off. Jeez, a plus 10, I got a 13. That's how Ooh, it is for me. Nice. Plus, plus 10. 10s, I roll like shit. Okay, what weapons do you have on you right now? I have two daggers, a short sword, and a rapier. All right, with a 13, you wouldn't be able to keep the rapier or the short sword, but I would say you'd maybe be able to do enough to keep the daggers if you wanted to go that yep, route. that works. Okay, all right, so they ha- you hand over these two, and your name? Uh, just call me Mr. Hall. Mr. Hall. Excellent. Please put these aside for Mr. Hall. And as they come down, uh, you hear Peter, you see the guard that was looking at you, Rolex, whisper over something to Pitor, and he goes, he goes, Miss Ami, uh, my guards are telling me that this machine was seen here the other day, wandering around outside of the actual estate. It's a little suspicious. Uh, what was he doing here without you the other day? Is that a conversation that Rolex would hear? Uh, make a perception check, because he's a little bit away from you, but may- you could hear it, though, potentially. Let's see. Perception. 10. With a 10, yeah, I would say you just hear them, and you can definitely recognize that they're talking about you, because the guard is, like, pointing over to you in front of Ami and them. I was early. My chronometer has been corrected. Ami, what do you say? Well, we did plan it out. I don't know what a a a crew. I don't know what that is. Um, but I do know that when he was actually supposed to meet me here, he wasn't here. Okay, both both of you can make a uh, deception check, or one of you can make it with advantage. Um, I don't decept. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess who else doesn't? You roll with advantage because you're the one convincing them and they trust you. Damn. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Have I been able to hear uh, any any of this? Um, uh, Sure, yeah, I'll say yeah, go. (laughs) Okay, Um, so when Rolex says uh, my chronometer has been adjusted, I would like to uh, speak out 
Yes, he has a tendency to wander off while repairs are being done. It's all internal stuff. And okay. I would like to use that to give like Ami uh, some time to like gather her thoughts and give her uh, bardic inspiration. Okay, uh, you have an advantage. So Ami, you rolled a four initially. That's not good. Uh, so roll Was that again. With advantage? That was not with advantage. I, I don't know how to do that in D and D Beyond. Just roll twice. Just roll twice. Just roll, yeah. twice. Roll, roll again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Two fours in a row. All right, Bardic Inspiration. Uh, it's a D eight for you, correct? Right now, Ray's, or is it a D ten? It's a D ten. Roll me a D ten in D and D Beyond, then, and let's add that to four and see if you can get any better. It's going to be at least five. It's going to be at least five. That. Uh, oh my. Somewhere. <laughs> There should be a little dice down by uh, on your D and D Beyond screen. Yeah, the bottom left of the, the screen. Yep. Ah, we said D ten. D ten. Roll, motherfucker! Oh, no. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, three fours in a row. This is like when Chris rolled three ones in a row. Yeah, that was rough. That was, was rough. I, I'm not going to count it, but I'm just curious what I would have gotten if I rolled six. So no big deal. Okay, um, yeah, so, you yeah. can still beat what I had. Yeah. So Ray's as you the the magic leaves your leaves your uh, lips and it hits Ami. You can see her like kind of spark up a little bit, but it doesn't seem to make any kind of noticeable change. And Ray's an Ophidian. You recognize Pedor is starting to look very suspicious over Rolex and the fact that he was here yesterday. So Pedor. I heard that the uh, lady and Lord of the Manor are kind of disagreeing on what they want for the party, and we don't have much time, so we'd like to get in and see what your ideas are to make sure things work out. Okay. Um, make me a uh, persuasion check uh, if you would to see if you can override what they're looking at right now, because right now he's looking at both of them, and there's some red flags popping up for them. All right. Not horrible. I mean, I get a plus 12. That's what helped me. Hey, that's 24. <laughs> that's 24. All right. So as this happens, uh, Pitor, he he looks at you and, and you kind of snap him out of his trance. He's looking over at Rolex and Ami as they're saying these things and they don't seem to add up to him as far as what's going on. And all of a sudden, Ophidian just kind of barges in and is like, no, we got to go. We got to do this kind of thing here. And he looks and he goes... Um, uh, of course, of course, yes, no, we, uh, we've been looking for a replacement for our previous party planner. We have not been having much success with that. Um, he whispers over to the guard, and you hear him go, keep an eye on the machine here. Something might be off. And the, the guard kind of gives a little bit of a nod, and he signals over to another guard, and they walk over, and you get the sense that these guards are going to be maybe following Rolex around because of their failed deceptions uh, with that. Um, but they don't seem hostile, though. They seem to be just keeping an eye on things. And the and uh, Pitor goes, um, very well. Uh, if I could please see uh, maybe your credentials, a list of um, references here. I've never heard of your particular party planning services. Can we show them our documents, yeah. uh, business papers? Mr. Oates is going to like look offended and like kind of, ugh. As he pulls out his documents, and as you as you say, "Ugh," with that he looks at you and goes, hmm. "You start scrolling through." <laughs> it says you both arranged, promoted, and won Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Glorious Battle it was." 
I see. It seems like you have done a lot of work for the Van Heidens and the Dresdens recently. Yes, they were rather unique experiences. Mm, I heard that they were rather dreadful experiences. Well, it's <clears throat> not professional to speak ill of a customer. He looks at you. He looks at you. And he goes, "Of course." He hands he hands the documents back to you. Those look like they're in order. Now, I've never heard of your particular company. So, what kind of party planning do you do? What kind of ceremonies do you provide? Do you provide the food, the drink? Do you provide the entertainment? Is it all in one, or is it something that we would have to source ourselves? As far as the culinary expertise goes, I personally am lacking in that department. But decorum, ambiance, uh, entertainment, those are my specialty. As a matter of fact, and I will, uh, with a swish of my cloak, reveal my fancy viol with the, na the names inscribed in Dwarven on it. Uh, this is my pride and joy. So you, you will be, be hearing it. You will be hearing it a lot as I try to find the perfect spots for bands. Ah, so you would not be performing. You would be bringing in bands, of course. Yes. All right. And he looks over at you and you, Mr. Hall. Uh, what is your area of expertise? I handle the logistics and finances. But if you want to have your own culinary people in here, we can manage that, too. So you don't have to sell yourself with those kind of people. He's like, well, we do have our own house cooks and chefs, but we are looking for something to dazzle and something unique here. Hopefully this is something that you can provide. We have some ideas you might like. He goes, good. I hope that you are prepared for a fight then. Lord Wintermere and his his wife have been in disagreement over the celebration that is about to occur. We have not been able to come to unison. Lord Wintermere wants a grand gala type of event, something a show-stopping number, performances of feats of daring that take advantage of not only the the uh, acreage that we have here, but also the waterfront. And again, bringing out the best of the actual city's uh, elite to be dazzled in something that they've never seen before. Now, he looks over at you, Rays. I see that you've worked for the Van Heidens. The Van Heidens are, well, they're very showy people. The Van Heidens, as you guys recall, are in charge of entertainment for most of the city. They are very, very showy people. They have done some pretty incredible like gala kind of events. They've done circuses, uh, acrobatic stunts, all sorts of things throughout the city to appease the masses. Um, they want something that is above and beyond of that. We're not entertaining a street urchin. Yes, of course. If we wanted entertaining a street urchins, we would go and we would hire some people off the streets. But this is, again, the city's ruling elite. Now, Miss Wintermere wants a more traditional style ball. She would like something that is quiet, but at the same time incredibly refined. Something that only the discerning people, the ones with the critical eye, would be able to tell the finery, the etches in the silverware, the, uh, um, the garb of each individual uh, staff members and entertainers having hidden messages. And again, the type of uh, delicacy and refinement that only we can provide. They have been unable to come to any kind of conclusion or harmonious um, uh, consensus on this here. Hopefully this is something that you can provide. Oh. 
I do have an idea here, but I would need to speak with Hall about this. Uh, a guest list, at least one containing the more pertinent parties to please, uh, would also be in order, I believe. He goes, he goes, of course, if you are the people that we choose to go with this here, we have not hired you yet, then we will provide, of course, guest lists to you. But you can imagine the elite of the elite will be here. Not to drop any names yet. Of course. Yet. <laughs> Lots of name right. drops later. We got a foot in the door. Now we just and need the, to open it. Rolex, as you as you now are in the center of this courtyard here, and again, the, the attention seems to be off of you from Pitor, just the couple of guards that are kind of keeping an eye on you. You're looking around, and again, you start seeing flashes of the past. You see, again, as you're now beyond the walls and you're seeing in here, you can see there is that well entrance. You can see a young lord and lady who you used to uh, uh, work for, who, you, who created you, playing out in front with their kids around this particular well. And as you you see this happening here, um, you see the, the uh, your former master walking over to the well, and he has a uh, a particular almost like crest on his chest and he pulls it off and he holds it up to the well and you can see the bricks kind of magically collapse into each other and make it an opening in a stairwell down into it here and as this happens you see that there's a couple people coming up you see there is a tabaxi family walking out from under the dark um again uh there have been many tabaxi families again less who is with you guys still but still just again being there being quiet in quiet <laughs> contemplation right now. Um, his family was a part of that lineage of people who protected them and worked with them here. Yeah. You get the sense that is how you access this thing. And as you see this, you see again him walking back over to you and he takes his the crest and he puts it onto your shoulder. And again, Rolex, you've had the symbols of the uh, of the old family, the Jurelic family. The Jurelic family, yeah. Yep, on your body Ooh. before. And this is the first time that you re realize that they might be able to detach in their certain circumstances. So this is going on while they're having this conversation. And it looks like a loading screen is going on in his eyes, I imagine, while this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So I want to kind of just gradually lead in that direction um, and mainly trying to look at plants and point out spots where uh critters might hide or something and just have dog could go check out a certain you know a few little spots sniff around okay. in corners uh ami are you going with him because uh, uh the guards start to walk and they go they start to look at you and they go where's the where's this construct heading Rolex, Rolex. not far away i'm assuming we're only like 20 feet or so the the, the the well is about maybe a good 50 or 60 feet it's a big round so i'm assuming ground. about 50 or 60 feet then yeah, yeah. So, so they start walking. So they're walking with you. So you have guards walking with you. And Ami, are you going with him? By the way, mm -hmm. I'm not sprinting anywhere. It's a yeah, nice, yeah. Slow, deliberate, a gardener's walk. Yeah. Gardeners don't rush anywhere. Do you ever notice that? <laughs> they're paid by the hour. Uh, so, so Ami, you see Rolex moving with purpose down there. He's looking at again the, the gardening and stuff like that. Rolex, what are you saying about the gardening as you're making your way down into uh, this area? It's mo uh, the only spoken things are really to communicate to dog to go sniff out um, any kind of uh, creatures that may be disturbing the plants. Okay. Otherwise, everything's internal. 
Sure, make a uh, make a nature check. Uh, let's see if Dogaga can find some uh, creatures and things. See if he can be helpful. Fifteen. Okay, yeah, fifteen. Um, he Dog Dogaga, uh, being a cat, uh, leaps into some of the bushes here and pulls out what appears to be small rodents and things, uh, expertly crap capturing them. And would Dogaga kill them as he as they capture them, or would he keep them alive? Um, there's no reason not to. Okay, I mean, yeah. if they, especially if we were told that these creatures must be eliminated, eliminate. Yeah, okay. Just want to yeah. make sure. Just want to make sure. Yeah. So, uh, Ami, uh, you see him, you see dog, uh, uh running into the, uh, into some of these bushes here, causing a little bit of damage because dog is, is a pretty decent sized construct. Uh, oh, yeah. but for the most part, expertly nabbing some of these rodents and these creatures here. Uh, is there anything that you would like to do, Ami, uh, during this time? Um, she'll kind of clean up after the cat like pick up some of the extra stuff and kind of tend to whatever was damaged but fluff up the branches okay all right um with with that don't even need to roll the guards are kind of watching and they seem to be generally easing off a little bit as far as maybe their full attention on you as it seems like you guys are doing what you've been asked to do um roll i mean uh raise and uh ophidian what are you guys doing here mm -hmm. um so I want to like pull uh, Hall off to the side. Ray's is in full character right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he's pulling Hall off to the side, uh, not out of earshot of Pitor. Yeah, Pitor, not out of earshot, but like clearly this is supposed to be like in a side between the two of us. Uh, Hall. So hearing the issues that the mr and mrs are having i'm thinking we try to find a compromise based on time so during the morning during the day when the sun's up when everybody's bustling and i think that's when we have the lord's high energy high entertainment let's get this going uh, deal and then as the sun sets as the evening rolls in that's when we switch into the more regal gala the ball the fancy feasts what are your thoughts on that i agree with that in a sense but we might need something towards the very end of the evening like a little that little cherry on top right doesn't like a, have to be doesn't like have to be huge yes but it has to be doesn't have to be like the daytime action it's got to be a little something like, ah, uh, I remember that I was there at the Winter Mary State. Talking point. We got to have a talking point for them later. Yeah. yeah. There's, well, oh, we I just have a couple of days to figure that out. But let's focus on, on getting all the way through the door at the, this moment. But I think that's going to be our strongest, strongest lead right now. And while we're talking, I want to be looking around and taking uh, notes in my head about how many guards there are, everything before, right? Uh, sure. Points, egress, ingress point. You know, yeah, make a stuff. make a investigation or perception check to see what you can determine because you guys are putting on a you guys are putting on a performance. You Oop, guys are I still hit persuasion. Sorry, there's perception. <laughs> oh, it should have been persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oof. they thoroughly That's believe cool. that we're just looking at the grounds for our job and yeah. that's because we are yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Go ahead, go ahead and roll with advantage here because, again, uh, they, they seem to be buying your I'll, – I'll take your persuasion as, again, you're being persuasive enough that they are buying in what you're, perform, what you're performing right now. So go ahead and roll with advantage on perception. Perce uh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with that, you get a sense of how how many guards are currently there right now. Um, there are what you can see in eye shot just from being in the center courtyard area. There's about 15 guards that you can readily see. You have about eight on the tower on the tower walks that are walking back around. You have two that are off with Rolex, and you have a few others that are milling around some of the outside of these buildings. There are several buildings. There looks to be a large center building um, that is um, most likely a event kind of gala area where they host things at. They have their massive manor estate right off down the side. You see there are several smaller buildings that look to be servants' quarters. And then there is uh, um, uh, the area over by the gardens where Rolex is currently walking towards with Ami. And uh, uh, you see there's a couple of guards that are standing over there. So it looks like each section has a few guards that are in there right now that are readily available. Uh, you imagine though, Ophidian, with, you know, your, with your with your um, intelligence and stuff like that and how you've been around and have, uh, you know, snuck into different places and learned things about different families, you estimate there's probably at least maybe 10 to 15 more guards that you don't see that are currently, that you would probably estimate are probably maybe within, uh, you know, uh, response range if something were to happen here. It seems like they have a pretty good force in here. Um, you also can see that there is two bells. There's one up at the very top of the guard tower that they probably ring on alerts. And there's another one that is about 50 or 60 feet off to the other side. Rolex and, and Amir are walking to the left, off to the right here towards the estate that looks like there's a small like guard post there. And it seems like there's another warning bell over there that they can use to alert if there's something that's going on. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Rolex. All and right. Um, so Rolex has kind of an idea. Does he know where? Well, he saw where the where Hall and Oates went, right? They're, they're still over in the center courtyard area. So yeah, you still have you still over there. Yeah. Um, Rolex is going to find one of the plants that needs to be pruned. Take a piece off, preferably like a small flower, and do a little tinkering with it. And I'm going to write on one of the petals in really small uh, letters, private message. And then I'm going to record an audio message into it that says, found the entrance out in the open, concerned. Okay. And I'm going to go deliver it to Ray's. Okay. And make sure he knows notices of, it says private message while telling him, I found this, maybe it will help with the planning. Yeah. And as and, you walk over and you, you hand this over to them, the Peter, he looks and he goes, how will that help with the, I thought this, this machine was here to garden. Yes, and then walk away. <laughs> he's he's our everyman. Uh, this one pointing, <laughs> this furry one behind me. He's uh, he's our guard. That one's more of a a laborer. Uh, anything that we can't really get our hands dirty with, that's his job. Uh, but he does pick up a few things. For example, uh, like holding up the flower and trying to like cover up the wording with like my thumb. This, uh, by handing me this flower, he's shown me what colors we're going to be working with, what sort of seasonal plants could be around. This is actually quite useful. I'll All be right. keeping this. Okay. So you, you have the message. Uh, you can try to uh, discern it and read it right now. 
um, audio message and it just says private message on it. Yep. So I'm, and I'm going to the um, whole audio thing before. So you would know that it's just going to make sound when you're ready for it. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm just going to like uh, try to like pin it like on, on my coat. If <laughs> yeah, just yeah. trying to keep the, the wording on it, like pressed against me. Even if the flower looks backwards, fine. We're party planners for the rich people. We're eccentric. It was one that <laughs> needed to be pruned anyway, so it's not particularly pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ami, as you're down over by – did you follow Rolex back, or did you stay over and still cleaning up some of the garden area by by uh, uh, where Rolex was at? Well, Doug and Ben will stay active too. Just so yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. So you're still over there, Ami? Mm-hmm. Okay, Ami. Um, make me a, uh, perception check real quick. You could ride the mechanical cat. Hey. <laughs> you could. Uh, I need hope. It's going great. Oh, why didn't it show up? Is it showing up for you guys? I don't see it. On, uh, um, yeah, it's 10. You got, you got yep. 10. Yeah. Yep. See it. it just it just popped up right there. there All right. Short delay. Yep. Okay. All right. So, Ami, as you are, you're tending to these things here, and you're really kind of getting into tending to the garden area, you get lost kind of in nature to a degree as being a fairy. You look behind you where um, the well, where Rolex was kind of, looking around and then disappeared back off there. And as you look back down and you turn back here, you just see there is now a group of what appears to be three soldiers that are just behind you. Different from the two that are there with you. They, the two that are there with you, they kind of give them a little bit of a nod. They come out and they look like they have been through the ringer. They have, again, uh, like scratches and cuts on their on their bodies and stuff. You didn't see where they came from. They just somewhat, they just kind of appeared uh, with what you rolled as far as perception. And they start to make their way hurriedly towards the center courtyard, um, back to where Rolex and the others had just been at. What would you like to do? What happened? Do you need, do you need assistance? Um, make make a, uh, a persuasion check. Let's see if they notice you because they, they get out. They they they're they're moving with purpose, heading down there. Let's see if you can stop them. It's another plus zero, guys. Eleven. Well, they don't. <laughs> they don't even stop for you. They keep moving. They walk past you. And again, Rolex, as are you making your way back towards where Ami is at this time? Yeah, it was a very brief discussion yep. with um with Race. Yeah. Yeah, you see three soldiers, three guards coming forward here. And as they are coming forward, you can see that same crest that Ami has inside of her bag that you guys saw before that Ray has told you was part of that group that was in the quarantine zone. You can see them walking with purpose past you towards where Pitor is. Um they don't seem to be paying much attention to you. Some of them kind of look at you real quick, but they make their way down. Is there anything you would like to do as they pass? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't know that they would pique his curiosity much. I mean, okay. my, my first guess would be they came from underground and knowing that the well is there, figuring maybe they came out of there. But okay, uh, right now, Rolex is still processing the idea of, how the hell do we get into this entrance in broad daylight with guards around and get five people down here? I don't know. Let's go pluck some plants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ami, as this happens, you see the guards walk past Rolex and Rolex makes his way back to you. Uh, Ophidian, these three guards approach. They approach to Pitor and uh, Pitor 
is talking with you guys and listening to your you guys go back and forth and put on your performance that you guys have been doing as far as hollow notes and he goes excuse me for one second and he turns and he walks about 10 feet away from you and you hear the guards whispering to him um make me a perception check to see if you can hear what they're saying yes <clears throat> okay absolutely so you hear them saying um you hear them talking to him and going uh Lord Wintermere will be detained for a few more days, potentially. There's problems down in the Underdark. Um, we need a few more men with us, just in case things don't go well at the power plant. And you hear Peter going, Peter going, I'm already short-staffed as it is, but fine. If Lord Wintermere needs it, send over what he needs. And they kind of give a little bit of a nod and they walk over towards the guardhouse. All right. Okay. Rolex and Ami, since Ray's is not here right now at the moment, uh, he had to step away for a second here. Uh, we'll go back to the two of you. You guys are both over by the garden area where the well is. What do you guys want to do? Are there um, guards over here? There's the two that are walking, the two that were with, that are watching Rolex right now, but they seem to be, they're not interfering with what you're doing. They're just keeping an eye on him. So for me, at least, following. Ami around to um, do the right things with the right plants. Now, Rolex isn't a gardener. I mean, I'm a, a plus nine to nature and knowing a little bit about it helps, but he's not a gardener. So he's going to follow Ami's lead on, you know, rearranging, replanting, moving, whatever. Um, and while they're together in a quiet voice that he is relatively sure or as positive as possible, know that others won't hear it, will give her a little bit of the history and I'll just do it as Joe because it'll make it easier. <laughs> Rolex has, uh, uh, was created about a century ago. has been powered off for a long time. He's back, uh, back on for the last couple of years. And this place where you are, the well in the center, has an entrance to underground. And that's where we're trying to get. That's where the bad guys are. We, try, we need to get there, but it's all like way out in the open. And I'm not, I have no idea how we're going to manage that. That was our whole purpose for getting in here is to try and find the entrance. It's right here, and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ami, what would you like to do with that information as Rolex, uh, you know, quietly uh, rattles it off to you guys? Figure that probably took him about 10 minutes to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um does it seem like the guards are still kind of just there? Or are they? They're, yeah, there's, 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 it's like almost like a, a, a really nice like um, uh, garden like tea party area. There's lots lots of like shrubs and and may, and hedges around that are you know above like certain heights here. You can see the guards like they kind of like keeping an eye on you, but they're 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 maintaining a distance. It seems like they're buying into the uh, with especially with with uh, dog Gaga going around and nabbing a bunch of these little rodents here. They seem to be buying into what you're doing. And obviously, Ami, you've been at the at the estate for a while um, doing some of these gardening things as well, doing your own investigating of different things. Um, so they seem to be off in the distance enough to where they're not, they're not keeping like the closest eye on him and you guys, but they are in the area though. Okay. Um, so she'll like listen and continue talking with Rolex. And if ever she looks over, feels like they're acting a little more suspicious or listening a little closely, just, oh no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's far too rough. You have to be more gentle with that one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that happens a couple of times. Like you see them look over there and uh, you see, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're teaching Rolex and don't, you know, rip a flower out of the thing like that here. Be gentle with it. Uh, and Rolex is, again, taking that knowledge and disseminating it however Rolex does. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they don't seem to be interfering with what you're doing right now. So you guys are you know, free to act as far as what you would like to try to do, if there's anything you would like to try to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from Rolex, the, the, again, the biggest thing will be, and he'll communicate, I don't know how we get five people in there without them noticing we're gone like we were never here mm. i think i understand what that means now i think there may be some way i can help with this but we may have to wait a little bit i don't think there's anything that we could do today but i think as soon as we're able to get back with everyone later in the evening we can relay that information and see what they think if we have to come back not during broad daylight or did you see how they were getting in and out i know how the entrance works i can open it okay i do not know how we get in here at night there are tall walls and heavily protected we halo jump <laughs> <laughs> So I disconnected for a second there because my cat decided to mess with my mouse. Uh, uh, what did I miss? As they do. Hello. <laughs> so a couple guards showed up out of the uh, underground area. We don't know how they showed up. I mean, Rolex has an idea. But the main part, point of that is, though, they were telling Pitor that things aren't going so well and Phineas will be delayed a couple more days and that they need more men. <laughs> so. Yeah. I guess things are not going things aren't going well for them. And I guess there's trouble at the power plant. Was that correct? Yeah. Trouble at the power yeah. Plant. yeah. Which um, where's the location to the power plant in relation to the estate? Uh it's it's down it's down a ways. So if uh when we look at the actual map, which is I can put right there. Yep. Oh, that's that's the close-up map. Let me go and bring it. Let me switch over to the okay. bigger the city map here. All right. right. So in the city map. There we go. Okay, so in the city map here, there is the large central like a uh, 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 tower, uh, the blue one right there. It is up past those trees in that little area um, that's right below the Coliseum, gotcha. uh, that okay. stadium thing right there. So those like buildings right, right there. The yes, yeah. That, okay. so, I'm sorry, down a little bit lower here. Let me go ahead. Right there, yeah. That those are like the 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 factory buildings, the power plant buildings, and things like that. They are kind of hidden away from the rest of the city for largely security reasons and stuff like that. Uh, but that's where they were at. And we are over at the Windermere Estate over yep. here. Yep. Is that is that Jeez. Nestora's Tower in that little island? Is that what that is? Yep, Nestora Tower. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll switch you back over to the close-up view of where you guys are currently right now. Yeah, and, and we are inside the courtyard somewhere in here. Yep, yep, that's where you guys are at. Okay. So we're not technically hired yet, right? But he's allowing not us yet. to kind not of yet. go walk, kind of go wherever we want. Is that? Uh, uh, not, not, maybe not. You can always ask, but you haven't been given that green light to go wherever you want yet here. Okay. Um, as the guards walk away, Pitor walks back and goes, oh, goodness, yeah. People don't understand how difficult it is to run a household. Um, all right. I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. Um, now. Do you think this is something that you can handle here? And what would you maybe need in order to present us with a 
a uh, um, a demo of what you are willing to offer us. Hmm. How soon do you need the demo? As soon as possible here. I imagine that this, I mean, unless you are the fastest party planners in the history of party planners, it will take some time for you to acquire the things that are needed and to coordinate for such a large gathering. Yes, this is true. Now, you mentioned that you had issues uh, with prior party planners. Did they perhaps leave anything behind or was there anything you supplied to them specifically that we may use? He goes, well, what do you need? Each party planner so far has been a little bit different, and both all of them have been disappointing. Send them a link to your YouTube channel. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is my Instagram. This is my uh, art portfolio. You know, that's right. A party planner would definitely be using Instagram. Well, perhaps basic furniture, um, any sort of themed decorations, just... He looks at you and he goes, themes? I mean, you are supposed to be the party, but you're supposed to be delivering the themes to us, presenting us with different themes that we might be using for this here. Yes, I understand, but if there's anything they've left behind that you've deemed unworthy, then seeing it's getting an understanding of how they set that up, that would let us know exactly what you're not looking for and what to steer clear of. Okay. He looks at you and he goes, fine, let's take you over to the storehouses where we have some of the old things that they have wanted to do. And uh, he, with that, he, he, he snaps his fingers and a couple of guards walk over with him and they start to escort you over across the field uh, down towards where there looks to be a series of almost like barns that are uh, together. Um, uh, it, are you guys going to go with them? Oh, yes. Yep. yep. I will ask if, Peter if as well. Not yeah, yeah if they're not opposed to it, then yeah, we're going. Mm -hmm. okay, also, are you are you okay with pyrotechnics? He goes, uh, pyrotechnics would be, again, something that I think Lord Phineas would be uh, appeased with here, but his his wife is uh, a little bit more on the, let's say, conservative edge when it comes down to those kind of things. So I think they would have to be done in a tasteful manner to yes. win her over. Let me take care of that. Subdued fire, as it were. <laughs> exactly. Is there any way that you can muffle the fireworks, the sound? Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Oh. All right. As he brings you guys over, you guys enter into a large storehouse. Again, the, the guards open up the gates, and as you see inside, you can see there is a ton of furniture and things in here. Um, it looks like there are old banners and things like that from old parties past. Um, several crates, which look like they have different kind of um, uh, like... Uh, silverware and things like that inside of it here that they use for different parties of different colors for different seasons you see they're kind of organized as far as winter spring fall uh this these people here they have money to spend and they really you know like to flaunt that stuff um it looks like the stuff that's in here is probably still relatively new it's probably from this past year as far as what they've used and probably they probably chuck the rest of it or sell it or something like that after they're done with that particular season because it's no longer in style um uh, he, he lets you guys inside. He goes, feel free to take a look around. Uh, I'm. He looks down. He goes, I, I need uh, my attention's being drawn somewhere else. I'll be back here in a little bit. Uh, gods, if they need anything, please help them. And he starts to walk away. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, and so we're just given free run of this uh, 
the sure. the storage. Yeah, there, there, there are two there are two guards that are with you. They're keeping right. an eye on things. But yeah, you're, 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 you 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 asked to see what the old stuff was and things mm. that were maybe left behind and things that they don't want, and you are free to look around in them. Okay. Um, how closely are the guards monitoring us? Like, are they just like at the at the doorway? Just make an insight, like, make an looking at us? Let's, let's see if you can uh, determine what your gut tells you about as far as how hard they're watching you. Okay. Now, I've also been uh, like, <laughs> I'd like this my entire life. Do, do I get advantage on this sort of check? <laughs> hmm. uh, is it, what, what is Ophidian doing to maybe help you with this? I kind of want the same thing, though. I kind of want to see how, like, how far okay. up there are you, they are. You know, one of you can make the insight check with advantage, or both of you can make it, and we'll take the highest roll. Um, I mean, I've got the plus nine to my roll. What about you? Plus ten. Uh, I would say you you do it advantage then. <laughs> Alrighty then. All right. Hey, oh. there we go. There we go. All right, so uh, yeah. yeah, 18 plus 10, that's a healthy one. So you get the sense that they are keeping an eye on you, but at the same time, they're still looking across the courtyard towards the guardhouse where the other guards went. They seem to be interested in what they're doing. So you get the sense as long as you're quiet enough, you probably can you know, uh, get out of their sight. And, they, and as long as you don't make too much commotion, they probably won't look back into what you're doing too much. Okay, so... I want to go a bit to a bit to the back, a, li a little ways away from them, still in sight. Like I want to look through a crate or something, and I want to play the message on the flower. Yeah, uh, easy enough. You find a spot back there, and it's 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 a big storehouse. Uh, and again, if Ophidian is opening up boxes and stuff to help you listen to it here, it easily muffles the noise, and uh, you can hear uh, Rolex's message to you. Okay. And this was just letting uh, letting us know that you you understand how the entrance works. It's it's re it's um six seconds recorded message. What I recorded was found the entrance. It's out in the open. Concerned. Mm, okay. So with that, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna put that away in my pocket. Like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I know that. Um, cast a little message just to relay that to Ophidian that hey this is what rolex found and now i want to get back into character in character <laughs> character oh, inception yeah getting real meta with this and just take a closer look at the decorations i imagine the uh <clears throat> stuff in the back is the older stuff yes so i'll come back towards the front and look at what was left behind like what's like partial sets because that's probably what these dudes left behind yeah. So as you as you look at some of these things here, it is gaudy, gaudy, gaudy kind of uh, plates, decorations, banners, uh, bright, bold gold colors, which are out of season right now. You see that there are a few that are like horribly themed. Like you can see like some of it are made out of like scales and things like that. And you're just like, oh, this is being in character as somebody who is a designer. <laughs> you are just sickened by some of these things you understand why they haven't found pirates why would you do a yeah, pirate theme with the, ins, the with the fiasco at the dresden harbor yeah yeah, they, yeah and then you have again there there's the there's the open water out there you do see there are some under the sea themes that they have in there some clamshell style like like light holders and you're just like ah oh, oh, oh disgusting oh and look at this thousand rolls of magenta and neon green streamers Oh, 
My eyes are being assaulted. <laughs> yes, uh, the guards keep the guards hear you like making these audible like oh oh vi being violently ill over the things, and they go, oh, "That guy really knows his stuff." My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Act oh, your yeah. feet, baby. <laughs> Ophidian, what are you doing while he's going? You see Ray's getting deep into character. Um, Wow, this guy's a little too good at his job. What the hell does the fifth form want with him? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I'm just kind of like pacing back and forth, look, pretending I'm looking at stuff, but I'm just really trying to think things through my head, plan ahead. Okay, all right. Uh, then we'll go to Ro Rolex and Ami. Rolex and Ami, the sun is starting to dip down. You guys have been at the state now for you know s several hours, going through doing things. And um, what are you two wanting to do as you making your? You guys have been making your way through the the garden while Ophidian and Ray's have been putting on their performance of party planners. Excuse me. Do we feel pretty good about like what we've done? Like, does it yeah. seem like this would yeah. be a good kind of? Yeah, I think so. I think you would feel good about that. I think it's maybe about time we meet back up with the others. Sounds good. Okay. Um, you guys go and you find the others easily. Again, the guards escort you over to where they're at. You can see Ray's just like looking at a plate and go, ah, oh, and just like, you know, almost chucking it on the floor uh, <laughs> as he's just deep into character. And Ophidian is just pacing back and forth um, uh, currently. You guys are all back together. What do you guys want to do? The guards, you're inside the storage room. Um, the guards are out front. They're not really paying too much attention to you right now, uh, as you guys have not done anything out of the ordinary or anything suspicious. So what would you guys like to do? I, I want an under-the-sea birthday party. <laughs> Rolex grabs a little seashell, puts it on his chest. I Machine. saw the ocean. Got to get those like starfish sensor nipple things going on. Oh gosh! Yeah. There you go. No machine. No, we don't use starfish as pasties. Put these back. These aren't ours. Okay. I mean, they could be. Oh. Hello. I I have a sad. I have a sad. <laughs> You've never seen Rolex look sad before until now. Yeah, like, give him the starfish. Give him back for a give second. Him, give him the starfish back for a second. Like I, like drop character. Like just like. Huh? <clears throat> Regardless, um, I would definitely want to ask, um, um, <laughs> Ami, would you like to add any of this to your bag? Many things look like what you carry. Uh, robots oh. calling me out for being a hoarder. Dang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's also called me homeless. Yes. He, oh my God. He has no tact. <laughs> oh heck no! Mm -hmm. I do. You let me know. <laughs> um, Ami will grab the the starfish back from from Ray's and keep them. She'll put them in her little pouch to give back to Rolex later on. Nice. Okay. The starfish is huge though compared to your pack, so you'd have to be creative in getting it to fit inside. She'll do oh, it. God, she'll stuff it in there if she has to. She'll just. Hug it and walk around with it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you have a, you make sure you have a string. So if you want to, you can like lash it around your 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 body. So it's all, like looks like you have a ninja star. Reverse backpack. Back. Yeah. Looks like you have like a, a big ninja star attached to your backpack right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Easy enough. What do you guys want to do? Well, I guess. 
Yeah, is the plan to just try to get underground now or actually set up this party? Because, man, I got some ideas. <laughs> Same here. And I was thinking, if we don't go through with the party, then it's going to look rather bad if they ever see us again. Yeah. Well, if they ever see... Are we... Are we able yeah. to pointing at Rolex? Are we able to have a private conversation in here with the guards, or or no? Yeah, as long as you guys keep it quiet, again, the guards seem to be more yeah. focused out of what's going on. Because again, you can see there looks like more more guards mobilizing in the guardhouse mm -hmm. off in the distance, and they kind of seem to be like like talking to each other, like what's going on over there, you know? They're, but they're still around. But as long as you guys keep it yeah. quiet, relatively, or what you're what, what you want to do, uh, you could have a private conversation here, yes. Rolex wants to expand on his concerns, at least, because uh, Ray's knows the, the private message from the flower. Uh, but um, uh, I am worried about getting into the entrance. There are too many guards, and it's in the open. I think we need to plan. Hmm. Well, I don't believe they'll allow us to stay the night, so we should be able to plan securely at, in a private room back at the tavern, back at the inn. So and perhaps we should be done for the day? I think so. We've definitely been here long enough for uh, Hall and Oates to get an idea of what they don't want. You know exactly what they don't want. No, <laughs> what's going to work yet? <laughs> no, we uh, just we know the direction not to go. We don't well, know what track to take, but we do know which direction the train goes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, are you guys planning on leaving then? That's my vote. Yeah. I, I would like to see if I can get a walk around the grounds just to sure. get more. So, yeah, surveillance of the area. Oh yeah. yeah, with with the change in the time, the we could easily uh, skin that as uh, I want to see how the sunlight plays with the hills and the foliage. Absolutely. Blah blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, you guys. We need to know. I assume we're going to be setting up tents and all that stuff. Yeah. We need to know yeah. how much space we have and absolutely all that jazz. All right, so you guys make your way around, and as you do, uh, you see that there is several individuals. Um, uh, who make their way uh, around some of the buildings as, again, you're being escorted around here. Several guards, looks to be about maybe 15 to 20 of them who are making their way around to where the, the garden was, where the well is. You assume that they're probably going to be heading down somewhere. Um, as you guys make your way around, yeah, you guys learn enough. Yes. Uh, uh, you guys learn enough about what's going on currently uh, to, you know, what, what whatever questions you might have um, in terms of uh, structures and stuff like that. There's fields. There's a bunch of stuff where you guys can easily, you know, that you guys easily record as far as what you might need in terms of that stuff. What questions do you have specifically that you were trying to find while you're being shown around? Uh, for me, it's just any... <clears throat> If there's any more uh, personnel that we didn't see, um, any any traps they might have set up that I can like that are obvious, yeah, or so or if they have anything, if they have any vehicles that they could use the waterways prepared. Yeah, so as you make your way around the main estate, you can see that there is the brambled like overgrowth of the Everland Forest here, and 
Ami, you, you're very familiar with this. This is where you came in to this particular area. And this is how you kind of stumbled into being a part of, uh, you know, working the grounds for the actual um, Wintermere family. Um, over on that side, there also is where the living accommodations are. So there is about maybe 20 or 30 uh, huts that are kind of cobbled together that are where the actual servants' quarters are and where they live on the actual grounds themselves. And you can see it's getting later in the evening here. Some of those house lights are coming on and you can see there are several families that are outside of there, you know, cooking dinner and stuff like that. Um, you imagine that they would probably want you to hide that particular thing out of view for any party or not be in this particular area for any party. And as you make your way around towards the... Um, waterways, you can see there are several guard towers. They don't have a wall built around it, but they do have several towers that are overlooking the water itself. And you can see Nestora Tower just off in the distance and across the riverway, you can see that there is the other districts that are lining the actual um, city. Um, they do have appears to be several ships that look to be not like um, like uh, like galleons or massive boats or things like that. Most of them look like to be like yachts and like kind of uh, vessels like that where they can pleasure cruise down the river if they wanted to. Um, but that's what you would discern from that. Okay. Do they have anything to fend off any aerial attacks that I can see? Um, <laughs> as you look, aside from some archers that are in the towers, no. That's the one thing that you, you can kind of look at and say, if we do halo drop in, that could be an option. Perhaps if there were some airships or something. Oh, yeah. Then the airships that you guys had destroyed, the first of their kind. Oh, <laughs> uh, where would I have that? Beautiful. Okay, yeah, let's um, just travel a week back into town, steal an airship. That'll, ooh, that'll make for a grand entrance. It's <laughs> what they're celebrating, right? That's true. That is what they're celebrating. All right. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to do on the estate? I can't think of anything at the moment. Okay. You guys can head back to the tavern. It's getting to be towards the evening at this point in time. And you guys are free to act if you would like to. Um, on, on the way out of the estate, uh, Raze would go out of his way to see if he can find... Uh, Couture to tell yeah. him personally that uh, we are taking our leave for the night. We have some ideas and we'll expand on it. Uh, yeah. As you, as you make your way and you purposely go to find him, you can see that he is outside of a, he's outside of a, a, a large um, uh, doorway. It's going into the actual manor itself. And you can hear this woman inside just berating him, like just yelling things at him. And he is just like, mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Of I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, you hear her going on and on about how, again, the grounds are are not up to code yet. Uh, that the 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 this party is not going to go off well. They're going to look embarrassed. You can hear all these things going off here. I don't want red colors in this at all. Can you imagine red being shown at any of this? And mm -hmm. as you do, you see him. Ah, uh -huh, of course, of course, my lady. I I apologize. Yes, I will take care of it. We have two of the finest uh, party planners here observing the grounds right now, a Mr. Oates and a Mr. Hall. And she goes, I've never heard of these people before here. You're bringing in these outside individuals here that are going to throw just the worst gaudy party. And she's going on and on. Mm -hmm. And you probably stand there for a few minutes just waiting 
as this happens. Oh, yes. I would I would be waiting patiently and I would be overtly nonchalant. Yeah. Like and I'm as, clearly listening, but just very polite about it. Yeah. As as this happens, the two guards that are with you are just kind of like cringing a little bit. And one of them goes, Oh, poor, poor Peter, he's he's really getting it this time. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be him. And then the door slams in his face, and he's like, <sighs> he takes a deep breath. He walks over to you. And he goes, I'm sorry about that. I was a little bit um, delayed in coming back and seeing you. I apologize. Did you and Mr. Oates and the rest of your party have anything else that you needed from me? Uh, it what? was Mr. Hall. We were oh, just about to take our leave. And if I may, I don't want to sound rude, but I did happen to overhear some of what the lady was saying, no, and I think you, we have some greater insight. Yes, yeah, everyone overheard what she was saying, so the the lady of the house does not make it her point to be discreet sometimes with what she likes. Oh, but I look forward to it here. Uh, I, I will tell her that I can expect your proposal on the morrow. And what's the exact date of the party? The party seems to maybe be in flux. It might be not what we were planning for um, uh, two days from now, but now it looks like it might be maybe three or four, depending on his lordship's return. Even better. Well, if the lord is not set to return for another few days, then perhaps uh, tomorrow evening, as I think that would be the better time to show the mistress what we want to show her. We feel we have a... Uh, solid grasp on what the Lord would be interested in. Uh, but it's really the lady that's... And he looks back over to the door that just slammed. Yeah, and as you, real you, you can still hear, you can still hear inside the uh, the household, you can still kind of like just rumbling and like just shouting and then you can hear like things being smashed. <laughs> and he Chicks goes, <laughs> Uh, well, I hope that you are right, because uh, Lord Wintermere as well is not an easy man to please. Of course not, but I think I know, and I'm going to look at uh, <laughs> Mr. Hall with like a knowing look. I think I know what uh, man of innovation would be interested in seeing. Mm -hmm. Very well. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, you are free to leave here. I look forward to seeing your proposals. Thank you. We'll, we will return tomorrow evening. Okay. You guys are free to head back to the tavern if you would like to, or you guys can go and do something else. The evening is yours. Do they return our stuff when we leave? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you get all your stuff back as you Just leave. Sure. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Um, Ray's is going to like take a second to go, go back to the tavern and just like decompress. <laughs> Un very, yeah, <laughs> yes. I want to unoat myself. <laughs> I'll like still in the character voice. I'll meet back up with you all in the uh, in the tavern in my personal quarters when everyone is ready. Okay, yeah. and I'm just fucking awesome. I, yeah. I need to send some messages. Okay, all right. You guys uh, are free to send messages and to uh, do what you want at this point in time. What do you guys want to do as you take some time to de-oat yourself? Um, 
if you guys want to get more rooms there, I mean, another 10 gold per piece for, per room, if you guys want to do that and stay at the same place. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'll go ahead and spend the money. Okay. I can't sleep in the street, so yeah, I'm going to have to. Not like a homeless person, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> do you? <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you, Chris. Um, Ami, do you need a room? She just needs a box, right? She box or something. <laughs> Maybe the drawer. An, 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 one of the drawers. An empty bird's nest. <laughs> I usually just go back to the forest. All right. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Zing. Jeez. Savage. Is wow. it, and I guess that would, it, 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 saying that, that would intrigue Rolex. Um, is it easy to get there? Could I go? Absolutely. I don't sleep. Oh. Well, it might be nice then. <laughs> okay. You guys can, you can go back to the We have to go, go through our planning first, but yeah. yeah. Get the room. yeah. No. And Ami, you would know that he could, and anyone could get back into the forest, but it would be difficult for creatures of his size. It would be maybe a little bit uncomfortable getting through some of the brambles and things like that, but it could could happen. I guess what I'm looking for Rolex would be to get to a place where he can just kind of power down a bit and not get taken away by the street police. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's kind of it, really. So get to the edge of the woods or something, maybe, whatever it might take. Mm -hmm. If that, uh, you know, if he's kind of not eas easily able to get to the right place. Okay. Yeah, you guys can easily go back to the forest if you want to. Ami would be able to show you the way, um, her, her ability to get in and out of there. Um, Ophidian and Rays, what about you two? I guess we're hanging at the tavern. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rays would want to go over like everything, firstly, everything related to our interests it, before like all the party stuff. Yeah. 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 We need to figure out, um, how the heck we're actually going to get in that entrance. Yeah. So, Rolex, you said that you saw people exiting. I did not see them exit, but they were there and looked like they had been in trouble. They did not come from outside the wall. So I assume they came from the entrance. <clears throat> and you understand how, how to get in? Yes, I use a symbol that I wear, the crest, and I can open the entrance. How does one open that, just in case you're not with us when we have to open it? This crest must be held above the entrance. It works like a key? I've seen it in a dream. <laughs> it's funny to say. Um, one, one of my memory flashbacks showed me how to open it just to hold it like a key perhaps the stones move and it is an entrance okay. not just a well like you were never there of course and i give you a gold piece wow. <laughs> thanks all right that's beautiful. I love it. Joe, you can have an inspiration for that. Thank you. <laughs> I, 
even if we do get into there, we have no idea what it's like down there. I assume you have, you've had no flashbacks as to the layout. Jason, was uh, Rolex ever down there specifically or just knows of its existence? He knows of its existence, and you get this feeling that you want to say that you were, but you haven't seen anything yet as far as a flashback yet. Yeah. But then, uh, then I would relay that as I'm sure I was there, but don't have any memory of it yet. Mm-hmm. Memories seem to come back when I am in the area. Yeah. Perhaps when we enter, I would have some recollection. So we'd have to play it by ear, unfortunately. No, I will look. I don't have to listen. We will use all our senses. Yes. Yes. All of them. Including taste. Sometimes. As necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling of taste and smell on and off. (laughs) Happy about that. So since we don't know what's in there and can't plan for it. Let's focus on how to get in. Uh, Ophidian, did you happen to take note of any guard patrols around the well? I was a little too uh, into character. Yeah, I mean, I was taking notes, but I don't, I don't, I would say there wasn't any specifically stationed there at the time. I don't, think you no. mentioned that jason like nobody's really stationed there but no no, no. that would be They're suspicious but yeah, the thing is we can't assume when people are coming and going we could yeah. be opening it up and people are trying to get out at the same time that's what could get messy um i mean there were guards in different vantage points and um jason said something about alarm bells and all this stuff around yeah so. there's two there's two, yeah. Yeah, two alarm mean, bells rolex wasn't paying attention to that but just as no i remember him saying those things and to me that was where i felt like Rolex is definitely concerned. It's just out in the open. There's no walk behind this wall and then go into the entrance. It's out 50 feet in the open, really. You know what we might be able to do? We might be able to set up uh, tarps to block line of sight, and we can word it as, uh, oh, this is to signify to guests the the party's not back this way, blah, blah, blah. That you know, might be a way that we can tarps, set something like that. I mean, these people aren't expecting cheap-looking things. Set up a stage for a band. Put a backdrop on it. Perhaps. This could work. Rolex didn't suggest that, by the way. Just like Rolex didn't suggest the party planning thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Ray says this could work, and he suggests the, the band thing with the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The thing is, are we trying to get... To the underground before the party or during would, the party? It would have to be... Oh, that's right. It would have to be before because during the party, security would absolutely be heightened. Right. You, there's a lot more chaos going on. Have less security. <laughs> what was that, Joe? Unless you told them as part of the planning, they should have less security so the party looks better. <laughs> uh, we could suggest... Uh, extra guards in the actual party area as a show of everything's fine. We are in control. No, less guards because they'll be tacky. <laughs> Dress all the guards in red. She doesn't want red. Then yeah. all the guards get dispersed as soon as she shows up. Red shirts. The worst yep. part is I, I have a feeling that could work. There's <laughs> <laughs> the Well, okay, so there's just the estate guards, but then it's the Wintermere family, so they have the use of the... Uh, 
obsidian guards, right? They do, but you didn't see Knock, it. You didn't see, you didn't see an obsidian, any obsidian soldiers in there. You didn't see any right, warfare but, machines. So. But we can't assume that they won't have right. those in the area or the whatever whoever else Garthok has on hand. And yeah. is it known that the Windermere family would use mercenaries at all? Like any mercenary um, groups? They typically don't hire out mercenaries. Uh, okay. They actually are one of the few families that don't. Every other family seems to hire mercenaries now, except for these ones. There has been the rarest of occasion that they have had the need to because they've had something that had required a certain set of skills that their regular guards were not able to handle. But typically they try to handle everything in-house, and they have enough force as far as power that they haven't needed to hire on just necessarily just mercs before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> I mean that could be a, almost a week away for the party. Technically, do we want to wait that long? Which is probably not a good idea. I th I'd rather get down there while Phineas is down there and possibly having problems of his own to uh, capitalize on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you guys want to do? I, I'm just thinking back. It's not in my notes, but I thought somebody had mentioned that there was another entrance outside, like near the woods. Yep. Now that's something that Rolex is not familiar with, but somebody else had heard about that. At the edge of the estate, at the forest, there was an underground. Yeah, there. I believe it was. I think it was yeah, that's what yeah, I believe it was Les who discovered that. Who's not here? Who pipes up suddenly and says there is potentially? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. that that would be another thing that somebody else should probably think about. Yeah. Well, Anami, you would you would know that there are underground entrances into the underdark, basically, and that's where a lot of these things. That's why we're here <laughs> primarily because a lot of things have been coming out of there. Um, that if Les, who is here in his as a, as a character but uh not here as a player would kind of say if you know at, talking about at, if you're talking about entrances he would bring up the rumors that there were potential entrances in the everland forest okay yeah i mean if that's where we're trying to get i don't know exactly where this well leads but if it's just underground we could see if it all connects if we are looking for Mr. Wintermere, we know he would use this entrance. So that is something to consider. Hmm. Are we talking about the well or the forest? The well. The well. Okay. And for Rolex, that's the one he knows about. So he would just not necessarily fixate on it, but at least focus on it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter to me which entrance we use. <clears throat> Well, if you guys want to, you guys can always go back to the forest with uh, Ami right now, or you guys can wait. It's up to you guys, whatever you guys want to do. It's getting to be later in the evening. Night is starting to come down. I I think we should go and explore this a bit, see, see how viable it is. If we don't have to go through with this party plan, then, well, that's... Uh, much easier in my wallet. I'm not uh, against planning a party, but it's not the party they're going to want. <laughs> okay, so really loud red fireworks. All right, so are you guys going to be uh, going back to the forest with Ami? It's going to be the red tonight? wedding, baby. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I know uh, Rolex was already going to head with uh, Ami. So. Okay, Ami, you take Others. the... Yeah, is, is, is that what everyone wants to do? Yeah. Yep, I agree. Okay. We need to explore that option. 
All right. You guys take your time to send your messages to do whatever else you might need to do. And you head out around uh, 9 p.m. The, the moon is is high over the street lights, uh, over the city streets. Um, again, there is a calm in the evening that you're not used to in this part of the city. And you make your way, uh, Ami, uh, through the high town streets and you make your way over to the edge of where this forest is. There's walls that protect the forest from incoming in and encroaching in. And you guys find how Ami got through. There is a, uh, a hole inside one of the walls that looks like there's water pouring out of here, almost into like a drain into like a canal. And it's got thorny bushes inside of it there. And Ami just kind of like, follow me and dives into it here. And she's small enough that she can get through with really out without hurting herself. But you guys would have to make a dex acrobatics check to get in uh, unscathed. Good luck. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a plus one. Um, you said acrobatics? Yes. Ame, how far does this go? What? <clears throat> how does far go. does this go? It goes over here. <laughs> hey, I got an 18, and uh, Chris got a 25 for a few hey. so, yeah, oh, yeah, so as Ray's this happens, Ray's, you see them, like, climb in and like skirt around these like sh sharp pointy things and they make their way through um relatively unscathed there's a few like little maybe uh little scratches but they don't really hurt you guys here as you make your way through there and as you guys enter in raise are you falling uh it's an acrobatics yep sure i won't I won't waste Dimension Door if I don't know Whoa, where I'm teleporting to. Good gosh. All man. right, yeah. Ray's going This isn't last, my first sewer crawl. <laughs> going, going last was actually a good thing. Uh, Rolex and Ophidian actually made the path clearer for you, and you were able to get through there. And as you guys get in, the forest, the city the city noise, even though this part of the city was was quieter, it's still a city. There's still the 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 clacking of wheels against the cobblestone streets, uh, You know, people, uh, music and taverns and bars and things. It get, disappears, and you don't hear anything. No bugs, no sounds, no noise. And Ami, for you, this is very unnerving because, again, this, the, the forest is typically full of life. And as of late, which is why you're in the city, it has not been there. Uh, it is eerily quiet. And as you guys emerge out into this forest here, you can see that the trees don't look necessarily healthy. A lot of them, you can see there are chunks of the bark that is blackened. And... Um, uh, you can see that there are several, uh, you know, small rodent carcasses on the floor, like bunnies, um, uh, um, small squirrels and stuff that seem to be, you know, just, they just seem to drop and die where they stand in this particular part. Um, Ami, how do you look at the, when you come back in here to the group? What do, you, what do they see? Definitely, like, distraught. And as they're kind of walking through, she'll kind of go through and like gesture at different things and explain kind of what you did that you know like this is this is the reason that i've been doing all of this this is why i came out of the forest in the first place like this is not what it's always been and as you guys are making your way through again there's a little clearing and there's different paths that kind of branch out into the forest itself um, there are a few options, Ami, that you know of that lead into these underground caverns uh, that you could get to. Um, which one do you want to go to? There are about there are three options, three paths, left, right, um, and middle. Wasn't one of them 
uh near where that encounter had happened with that yes that would be the one on the that'll be on the one on the left that one that one again you are very familiar with um she'll take them to that one and explain you know like she'll kind of like pull her like clothes down to her shoulder and like show that nasty scar that we were talking about just these really awful like claw marks and explain you know this is where i got a lot of this stuff she'll pull out specifically like the the tubes or like the vials that have like the teeth in it and specifically the what was left of that creature and just explained it was just no idea what it was it was just horrible and unnatural and very Uh, unnerving okay so there's a path your home what is it did it destroy your home too no, I just live in the forest. I haven't really had much of a physical home. Perhaps we can rent an apartment. <laughs> Maybe. All right. With a view like this, good luck. Yeah. Now, All right. Ame, this creature, did it look, and I'm going to describe the beast that followed us through the sewers in great detail since I was the one that threw my equal at it. I got a good look at that fucker. <laughs> no, this creature did not, it was not like that one. As far as, since Ami wasn't there and obviously didn't remember, mm-hmm. didn't see that creature in that part of the game. Uh, no, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look that. But Ami, when Raze is describing the creature, the noises that it made sounded familiar. You've been hearing those noises throughout the forest, but this was not the same creature that attacked you. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll explain about the noise, but she said, as far as the the creature, um, it was they had, and I'm go I'm going through what you had sent me. Um, they had like a very deep blue uh, skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked very like skin and bone, but they were very large like probably seven times my height okay okay <laughs> uh, she, calculations yeah, are she points she points you over toward the direction of where uh where the path leads off are you guys going to go there i don't see uh, why not i i would follow my new friend okay <laughs> ami are you leading this or is somebody else taking point on this she once they get to that point everything becomes rather than her being the tour guide now it's all like pointing and gesturing and okay it's pretty clear that she doesn't want to lead that one is anyone going to take point less (laughs) (laughs) he's the bodyguard less can just go up there um he's our tank I, 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 Rolex would definitely just hang with Ami, which means if she's not walking that way, he's not. Okay. Ophidian, raise. I mean, I'll go if you guys aren't going. Okay. Ophidian, as you make your way into this, you clear through several of these uh, thick shrubs and these bushes and stuff. And as you make your way in, you hear, uh, make me a perception check to see how much you hear, actually. Because you're going to hear something, but I just want to see how much. Yeah. 13. 13. Okay. You hear, for the first time in this forest, you hear what sounds like twigs snapping, and you hear what sounds like, almost like life in the forest. Um, like something's moving. And as you enter into this and you open up the actual clearing 
into the actual clearing here, you can see that there is a large opening, like just like almost like a sinkhole. Like there's a big crater that drops down. You can't see into it because it's dark and the forest is, the moonlight's kind of uh, darkening what's uh, able to be seen. And Rolex, as you enter in behind Ophidian, I need you to make me a intelligence saving throw, please. Hey, oh, uh, saving throw. 10 with a plus okay. nine. I rolled a one. Just yeah. Keep that in mind. Rolex, as you open, as Ami's pointing, and you can see her tiny finger pointing into this clearing, and you see Ophidian get out of your way, and you see this this sinkhole here. Your your mind goes into overload here. You immediately have this flash of people around you clawing their way out of this hole, being pulled back in, dragged down. You see yourself and you see your former master being uh, who is like covered in blood. Half of his face has just been wrecked and he's missing a piece of his actual uh, arm as he's like trying to claw. You're like reaching down towards as he's reaching down and you're trying to grab at your former master. You just feel yourself being pulled away from them and them being left there in this particular clearing. Raise and uh, Ami, you guys see Rolex just kind of. I mean, I mean, how would how would you physically react to that? Um, sparks coming out of real, the neck, I, a buzzing as noise. It, as real as it feels, I I feel like he'd just be going with it, moving in yeah. that direction, forward and down, like yeah. falling forward. Yeah. I, all I could think is for a moment. He got a VR headset on, and he's yep. about to run into a wall because, yep. and that's what I'm picturing. He's yeah, just going to follow with whatever it was. Absolutely, he backs into you, Ray's, and he kind of like pushes Ophidian out of the way. And as he's reaching down, apparently at nothing, Ophidian and uh, Ray's and uh, uh, Ami, please make me a perception check again, because he's making a lot of noise now. As he's kind of, you know, uh, violently like clashing into things. Uh, 23. 23 and 24. Gosh, why couldn't I have a good roll? Dang. Okay. As I this had a crit there. Yeah. Mm. As this happens, and you see your friend, like, lunging towards nothing, and, like, just kind of, like, muttering to himself in a, in a language that you can't really understand. He's saying something. You guys hear that, you guys hear those, that, that footsteps kind of stop, and as you turn, you can see in the forest, inside some of the tree line, you can see just yellow eyes just turn and look in your guys' direction towards you. There are about seven sets of these yellow eyes that are now looking in at you guys. And you can feel this almost like dreadening presence. And Ami, you've, 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 you, you, you shudder immediately. You feel like the, the blood like drain from your face as these creatures are now looking at you. And with that, I think that is where we will end for the night. Oh, you bastard. You know, I'm, so ready to say, <laughs> I'm so ready to say I wanted to use my inspiration to roll again, but I really wanted to see where it was going. So I decided the one, oh, let's go with the one and see what happens. This may have been a really <laughs> bad choice. I immediately uh, regret my decision. I made a calculated <laughs> risk, but man, am I bad at math? But we, <laughs> we will yeah. pick up on the next one and see what happens with this encounter. So is this every Thursday? Uh, yeah, as long as as right long now, as we're uh, at least next week. Yeah. Yep. So yep. for Excellent. now, we can wrap this one up, and we can all say, uh, "Bye bye." Bye bye. Yeah.
The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We'll have Randy say something at the end. Who's going to have the bad joke? Um, I'll try it. We had less, less this time. Yeah. Hey, oh. Should have made like a Hall Notes joke with the private eyes or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching you, man. All yeah. right. Well, well, thank you guys for playing, and uh, we'll see what happens next game when uh, these creatures that are looking at you respond to what's going on with Rolex. Okay. Mm.